0: Welcome to Arch Rivals Football. Here is your starting lineup. Number 20, Darnell the Playmaker Salins. Number 94, Alex the Bearman Alcazaz. Number 24, Ricky Litwinkowicz. This show is sponsored by Raz Energy, DreamControllers.com, and Steiner Sports. Arch Rivals Football is a pain train pipe bomb production. What is up, everybody? Welcome. It is Arch Rivals Season 3 here on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter and we are uh, sitting here going to be doing some uh, NFL news and notes and the recaps from the 15 games that we had on Sunday and Monday night. Let us go through the panel. We'll go around the horn, starting off with the Bearman, Alex Alkazaz. What's going on, Alex? Gentlemen, gentlemen, how are you guys doing? Next up, we got the playmaker, Mr. Darnell Salins.
1: Yo, what's good? For once the three main people are
0: together for our rivals. <laughs> it's a party. Somebody must be winning the lottery this week because if all three of us are together on a Tuesday night, that, my friends, is outstanding. And we're going to introduce another gentleman to the show. Mr. Jerry, how are you?
2: All right. How are you gentlemen doing tonight?
0: Hey,
1: go ahead and let people know what what you do and so they can well, know why we brought you
2: in. <laughs> I'm Jerry V. I I follow the Dolphins. I'm a season ticket holder. Uh, Get out to all the games and some some of the stuff out there with the team. I'm actually into sports cards and memorabilia. Uh, Set up things with that. And uh, hopefully can bring a a different idea or a different uh, shade of light to
0: what's going on in Miami. (laughs) All right, apparently one of the groups that I just put that in did not want to go through. But anyway, <laughs> that's life. All righty, so uh, right off the bat, I want to go off with the bigger news first. And I really think that at this point, this is actually some uh, groundbreaking news, okay? So some of the news that we got going right off the bat is going to be um, we have... 49ers running back Raheem Mozart to go under undergo season ending knee surgery. Uh his campaign is over only after four snaps in the regular season. Any uh comments to that on the uh loss of Mr. Mozart for the 49ers.
1: You know, Raheem he most are, he he can't catch a break. He was injured last season. He was injured the season before that. He was coming into this season as the main back for the 49ers. You know, Tevin Coleman, he's with the jets. So it was, it was Moster's backfield and they was going to use Trey sermon to, you know, to give him a break, but now they got to lean on the Ricky Trey sermon. So, I mean, I don't know, man, Roy, Mostert, I, I I feel, even though he's a 49, I feel bad because he can't catch a break and he, and he was—he did—he did his thing. One of the fastest running backs in the league.
0: Jerry, you have any outlook on that? Man, I'm
2: looking at Trey Sermon picking up some spots there, but uh, also uh, I'm trying to figure out his name again. You know, I don't follow the Niners too much. Just keep up to it a little bit. But they got another rookie out there that, that was actually in the game and playing. Um, whereas Mo, uh, Sermon didn't get anything. It's going to break things up, but again, like he said, most of it's got an injury history. So how much has he really done? You know. Uh, He's always up at high expectations, and unfortunately, uh, from there, things dwindle throughout the seasons. It's one of those uh, you hope for the best, but it seems to be the worst.
3: Bear man. Well, this injury strikes a major blow to the 49ers because, you know, that good week one, and it has to end this way, and it's only week one. It's a season-ending knee surgery. I mean, the playmaker here could not have described the situation any better. The dude can't catch a damn break.
0: Well, in my opinion, I I really think this is going to be a very, very big loss. And here's why. Yes, you're throwing a very, very talented young rookie in the mix. Let's not get this, get it twisted. However, the mainstay of the 49ers offense has been the run game last year they had three running backs the year before that three running backs. Yeah. Now you're kind of like, you may actually be uh, going through the scrap heap a little bit, maybe find so, a somewhat of a seasoned veteran to come in and fill a role. Unfortunately, I think they kind of missed that out a little bit early because they could have gotten somebody like a Latavius Murray just in case. And I put that in quotes, uh, but he obviously signs with the Ravens. And I, I, I think the, Experience in the 49ers' backfield is what's going to kill them at running back at this point. So uh, that's gonna that's gonna suck. And they have a they have a big game going to Philly this week. So it's going to go to show where they're going to actually stand out, knowing the fact that Mozart's not there. Hey, Macy's in the chat. What yes, Misy stay tuned. I heard there's some uh, Oklahoma talk in the college segment. <laughs> Next in the uh, injury news, we got Denver Broncos cornerback Ronald Darby heading to the injured reserve, along with receiver Jerry Judy, putting an early season test to the depth of the NFL's most cornerback-rich teams. Uh, Broncos announced that they'll elevate Nate Harrison to the from the practice squad to replace Darby, and Kendall Hinton will replace Judy in the wide receiving core. Uh, Judy's injury is not seizing injury, endri- uh, not seizing ending, but, and Darby is expected back shortly after the three week absence. Um, this kind of puts the uh, Denver Broncos in a little bit of a hole, doesn't it? Big time. Uh, can I take this? Can I start this one, gentlemen? Sure. Go
3: ahead. Well, this also strikes a bit of a blow to the Denver Broncos because in their week one, 27, 13 victory over the New York giants, Jerry Judy, actually led the team in receiving yards. He actually had six catches for 72 yards, averaged close to 12 yards a catch. So in that case, you know the fact that he comes off a good game and you know now he's on uh, injured reserve, but as uh, Ricky pointed out, it's not season-ending, but still injured reserve means he's out for a while. So. <laughs> it's bad news for the Broncos, unfortunately, but... I mean this they, they still got a guy to uh you know they still got you know Cortland Sutton to hope for and you know Cortland Sutton's on my fantasy team and he didn't mean no favors in week one. So in my case, I just better hope that this opens the door for Sutton.
1: I will say it is, because I just looked at the next three games and uh you you're coming to Jacksonville, so you're coming here to play the Jaguars. Let's see, let's see. I mean, if Bradley Chubb and Von Miller get the Trevor Lawrence, okay. That's the, that's the, that'll be the end of that game. You do your, your home numbers against the Jets. Do we know besides Corey days any real threats from the Jets?
4: Hmm.
0: I'll be honest with you. I think, uh, with the bumps and bruises that they they got right now, their left tackle is going to be out for a little while. I, I then, don't to honestly tell you, I guess defensively is going to be more of the uh. The issue for Denver, I would think, because they, even though they they started out a little flat on Sunday against Carolina, that defense really did pick it up in the second half. So, I, I, I offensively it may be a struggle. They they may actually have to go to a run game at some point where they could take it a little bit off of Teddy Bridgewater. But outside of that, I think the the cornerback is the very big loss because now if so, Darby's covering. Mm-hmm. You know, he's covering any of the top receivers. I mean, that may leave a nice little open spot for pass play over the middle. And then we're now worrying about Denver to what
1: week four. And that's when they host the, the Ravens.
0: I, I least well,
2: four to six, they're saying. So, But I, I don't think their offense is going to suffer. I mean, Melvin Gordon did great during the game on Sunday. Tid- Teddy Bridgewater showed good control of the offense. As long as K.J. Hamler can learn to catch a ball, they've got another good receiver that's coming off the edges there. You know, Noah Fant, the tight end, he was highly anticipated for the year. He's somebody to look after. Um, he, he's he's been doing okay. Obviously, Courtland Sutton, like you said, but then he's got Hamler behind him. Um, and and like I said, if Hamler can catch the ball and, and not be stone hands, he'll be all right. You know, once once he gets that down, I guess. But that was the problem with him last season, why he didn't have a breakout season, I think. Um, yeah. But other than that, their defense looked great on Sunday. The you know it, it, it's a big loss. To lose him for a few weeks, but man, that was a nasty injury. That could have been a lot worse off. He pretty much got his ankle sat on and twisted sideways. I don't know if you guys saw the slow mo of that stuff, but it was it was pretty gross.
0: Yeah, I love I love replaying the injury things in ultra slow mo. So I can try <laughs> yeah, to man. hear the the slow version of any cracks or tears that happen. Um, I actually do get a little bit of joy out of that, but that's just a little personal part there. You know, that just I I you know, because I I, 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 did the, uh, I did the uh, I did the Dak Prescott one in like ultra slow motion last year and it was great. Oh boy, yeah. We, we, talked, about was good. we talked about that, Ricky. Yes. All right, we have Kenny Kirkpatrick watching us from work from the uh, KK K and K Sports Show. Hopefully Kenny will be on Saturday again. Um, and maybe Kurt too. Like, I don't know. We'll we're trying to get the entire K Sports Show on. So uh stay tuned for that, by the way. Next up is the uh lovely little topic of the world that we live in. We do not use the C word or we do not see the uh the other V word on the show. We have labeled it as the global bastard. Strikes again for the New Orleans Saints with multiple positive cases including injured receiver Michael Thomas. Um, apparently, he has tested positive for the Global Bastard. Comments on the fact that now the New Orleans Saints may be actually be in hold, trouble.
1: Hold up. Hold, hold, hold Did you say Michael Thomas? Yes. Meaning this, the same Michael Thomas who decided to get surgery a month before turning count? Yes. And now we can't play him for what? Until what? Week eight? Yep. How in the hell did you catch COVID? You must be recovering from
0: surgery. Um, it says here that uh, six assistant coaches, a team nutritionist, and Michael Thomas, currently on the physically unable to perform list, tested positive for the uh, Global Bastard. Seven staff members who tested positive are vaccinated. Uh, Coach uh, Sean Payton uh, also noted during training camp that the entire staff was vaccinated. So, again, this goes to show that even though you did get the vax, um, you still can acquire the Global Bastard. Uh, maybe not as bad as it's probably laid out to be. But um, this this kind of looms as a very interesting thing, uh, barring the fact that they couldn't even play at home week one that they had to play in Jacksonville.
1: Speaking of catching a break, can New Orleans catch a break?
0: Not at this point, I don't think.
3: The situation is just so stressful. I mean, in my case, uh, Randy Gregory, number 94 of the Cowboys, is now on the COVID-19 protocol. And Zach Martin was just activated from that. So it, it seems like this whole COVID thingy, I mean, it, it's it's probably going to be like, I feel like it's going to be it's one week, it's going to be a new team suffering. Or maybe it's going to be the same team, that just
0: got another team. I mean, this thing just will not go away. Well, it also says here now that the uh, the Saints are still not going to even be able to play at home for Week Two, so now instead of going to Jacksonville, they are going to Carolina, and they're going to be playing their home game in Carolina. So that should be even more interesting.
1: You got to play a home game at your rival's stadium. Oh my goodness!
0: Imagine how many people are going there. Could you? I, I don't know, Jerry. How how would you Imagine. feel? How would you feel if one of your rivals had to play at your home stadium? And if, for example, let's say the Buffalo Bills somehow miraculously got displaced. How would, how would that How would that reaction be? Tell me. <laughs> yeah,
2: they'd have a great turnout like they always do. In Miami. <laughs> man, that's still just, that's a weird thing there, man. I mean, I get it. The hurricane shut things down. You can't really do much with the cleanup and all that. It's, it, it's an unfortunate situation that they're in. But um, I'm joking. It's good that they're able to get it going. My question is, how are they dealing with the fans and the season ticket holders? And
1: well, and they couldn't play in Jacksonville because Denver's coming here. So, Yeah.
3: Yeah, the, the, I like how you mentioned that, Jerry. The whole ish, issue with the fans and the, the season ticket holders, well, You know, it, it, the stress, it, it just gets worse and worse. Like You anticipate every situation, and then as soon as that happens, there's another one. I
2: mean, I mean it on the plus side, they came out gangbusters in it. And 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 did the damn thing on Sunday. So Sean Payton figured out how to uh, minimize uh, Jameis Winston turnovers. You don't let him throw past ten yards or run more than forty. <laughs> you
0: know? yeah, I mean, it, I I will say though, it was a weird f- weird feeling with uh, New Orleans being the home team in Jacksonville because yeah. you see all of the banners and stuff from the Saints, but you still uh, at some point start you still saw some of that. Uh, that lovely uh, Jacksonville teal running around in the stadium. So um, it was particularly weird. I I, I just got to say that because it, it was one of the games that I watched and I'm like, wow, this just really doesn't feel correct. It really doesn't. Last up on the news before we go anywhere, and I'm definitely going to be uh, asking some opinions on this one. Obviously, Deshaun Watson was not active for the game on Sunday. Tyrod Taylor did tear up the Jacksonville Jaguars. So that's, beyond, that's beyond any things here. <laughs> uh, your opinions now on uh, Deshaun Watson's uh, status. Do you see him there in the next few weeks? you still see him on the uh, inactive list?
1: Whenever the GM and the owner stop trying to rip up everybody else in the goddamn league.
0: Can we can we really be honest? His his value is well so in hard. my situation. Do you realize what they asked for?
3: It, it for Deshaun Watson, the fact, yeah, at least six players, right? Are you crazy? I love Deshaun Watson. <laughs> well, he's he trying to rob yeah. somebody. That's what they're trying to do. I mean, I...
2: yeah, they were asking. First round Watson,
3: yeah, I, yeah, I I doubt that any team is going to succumb to those uh, demands. I doubt it. Yeah. But it. the whole the whole situation right now, as far as I'm uh, correct me if I'm wrong, gentlemen. But I think the FBI is investigating the the whole thing.
1: They've been investigating, and nothing came up. This has been going on since what? Just about a month after the Super Bowl. you <sighs> are talking what March. When
3: around there. It, it, it definitely it definitely started in the spring. Yeah, it started in the spring. And to answer Ricky's question, like I don't the, the status, you know, because I don't know how far they are or where they are in the investigation. So I can't. I mean, I, I could easily say perhaps a few weeks, but you know. In these kinds of situations, with how bad it is, all the lawsuits and complaints—I mean, I feel like it's—it's—it's going to take months and months and months to solve the whole thing. I mean, we don't know where we are, and obviously, it's probably confidential information. So they—if we were to ask them—they would say no comment. I,
1: I, I'll tell you this: I know one person who's happy. He's still in Houston right now. That would be two.
3: Yeah, Jerry, uh, you gotta like
0: give me give me a little I bit of a shout on that,
2: that, that one. That that he would never. That's been a rumor since the beginning because you ask a quarterback, Hey, where do you want to play? I'd love to play in Miami. You, oh my God. Trading to Miami. That's how that all started, you know, but man, he's that. There's a lot of baggage on plaque with Watson. Um, I, I don't see him being off the team or gone from the team until after all, all of it's done. Somebody taking the, the jump on him. Unfortunately, it's one of those situations where at the best, the guy was just looking for a and tug and at the worst, you, you know,
0: <laughs> oh man i gotta tell you though it's it's crazy though that you had that guy that guy a guy with that much talent sitting on the bench and i could have this you know what i hate to say it but
1: hey came threw through washington in there
0: uh, f houston has any interest in Tua, then miami is obviously the place you know what it's, we also had another very big key injury on sunday and uh I, I I actually I, I watched some of the game. I didn't watch all of it, but Mister Heineke uh, had a very very good game. Even though they didn't win. Oh yeah. And you got to remember, he was the quarterback that gave Tampa fits in the wild card round last year. As I much as spoke I spoke about, as I'm sorry, go ahead. As much as I would love to say that uh, Deshaun going there would be an option. Um. Oh know Yeah, no, you know no, what? I don't think so. no, I don't think so because you know no, what? No, if this was no. the point right now, Cam probably would be on his way there. And you don't see anything, any talks about Cam going there. So they signed Heineke to a decent deal last year after the playoffs. Barring what he showed against the eventual Super Bowl champions, yeah, I don't think so. I don't. I don't see him going there. <laughs> I really don't. You brought up the best point right there, because
3: if there was any talk about Deshaun Watson possibly going to our nation's capital, you know, yeah, you're right. Cam Newton probably would, would have been there by now. And, and I was like, you honestly, I, I think in, in my case, the last thing I need is Watson going to the Washington football team. But, you know, and speaking of Tyler Heineke, I spoke about this on my show that, you know, when Heineke came in, you know, the fact that he comes in, plays great. I think he may be the star for the rest of the season. I mean, no disrespect to Ryan Fitzpatrick, but, let's keep in mind folks Tyler he- uh, Taylor Heineke is a former Carolina Panthers so he has that relationship with um with, with a coach uh, my, mine's up, uh coach Riviera on Riviera so there's there's that relationship so so that's that's why you know not, that's why I'm not surprised that you know there's that success and you know he's learning from him but but I'm pretty convinced at this point Tyler
0: Heineke is going to remain the starting quarterback unless he gets hurt but here's my question now and I'll lay this out to the three of you it's a hip injury Obviously, hip injuries do take potential time to to go, okay? They're saying six to eight weeks. Have we maybe officially seen the downfall now to the end of Ryan Fitzpatrick's career? I think
2: so. I was discussing it when it went down. You know, I said, "Why well, I finally took Washington to kill the man. But that's uh, at his age. Shoot, man, I'm that old. Things hurt a lot longer. <laughs> you know, it takes a lot longer to heal up. I'm not a professional athlete by any means or or with the staff that can help fix me up, but good gosh, man, that's a it's a serious injury and he's bouncing around for as long as he has, he, he his time was numbered as it was, you know. It's, it, it,
0: Ron uh, Rivera, make, it's the make the call. Make the call. Not calling Listen, he's not calling Cam. Let's be honest. He's not <laughs> calling Cam. He might as well. I, I will put it to this way. Probably half the ball boys that do anything for the Washington football team probably have a better arm than Cam Newton right now. And that's even that's just putting it gently. <laughs> I maybe possibly could see an Adam Sandler thing going on than so, freaking having so, Cam Newton so, go so to the I Washington mean, football team. I'm okay? just saying,
1: are we going to believe in, in Tyler Haneke for two months? A football
0: again for this team. If we, if Matter of we, fact, the only team in this division that actually won is Philly right now, okay. But again, if we somehow see the potential and I mean the potential of what he did in the wild card game last year, Washington could be in almost every game throughout the season.
1: Do you I want to be in every game or do you want
0: to win every game? Yes, uh, but yes. being. Being in a game gives you a better shot of winning instead of shitting the bed. And that that is exactly what happened that's been happening with Washington because they haven't had anything of a good caliber close to the potential of Heineke.
3: But to answer your question, as as far as uh, the injury to uh, Fitzpatrick goes, Ricky, and I also spoke about this last night on my show. The problem is these hip injuries are more serious than they look, especially when you, when you get older and Fitzpatrick's been around for a long time and the, they said six to eight weeks, but I always say, look, even though they, even, even if it's NFL.com or ESPN, whoever, it, it, every time they say a certain time, there's always a higher chance. It's going to be longer than that. But I think at this point, you know, I think this is probably, this probably is the de- the downfall of Ryan Fitzpatrick. I hate saying that because I have a lot of respect for the guy, but, but there's no shame in, you know, the, especially he's 38 years old. You know, he's not a young guy in his 20s. So when you when these injuries just keep pile up, piling up on you, it's it, it shows that, you know, maybe your, your days in football are done. But at the end of the day, the best thing, the only thing you can do is just accept it and move on with your life.
1: Hey, Kenny,
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you know, Kenny put Nick Foles in the check. <laughs> Nick Foles only does good if he's in Philly anywhere else he doesn't do good only does good in Philly
0: yeah I, I don't uh I, I actually I, I probably will agree with that but uh you know also at some points man like that's it's a that's gonna be a horror show but you know what I still have a lot of faith in Heineke just uh just to go off the bat here's a problem with that yeah, I, I do too with Fitzpatrick great
2: guy and that's why it makes it hard for something like this obviously he's a good person and people support him but if you look at his stats although it's a prolific career and a long career he's he's not the guy so to, to try to stop loss it with somebody like nick Foles, it, you, you've got the same guy someone who can come out and do the dang thing well when he's on he's 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 on but how often is he really on that's why the big joke was even in miami you know like Gosh, I was happy he was there. He helped with the team. Great veteran presence, but he's not the answer to anybody's problems. Unfortunately, you know, the injury is going to push him out of the NFL, I think, but that's, he, he's, everybody's, I, I think he's given a lot more, not credit because the man, like I said, has been in the league for so long and on so many teams, but. Ex- exactly he's been in the league for so long and on so many teams let they me don't let
1: me put this in a rhetorical form
0: who dressed up guess who's left out I'm sorry but it would be hard to see the Connor McGregor look alike disappear <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry but like I I uh, like like Jerry said, he's had such a roller coaster. Like this year, probably probably would maybe be his last year, and you'd want to see him finish out on a high note. But again, did he have a really great year last year with Miami? Mm, I don't know, because you know what? Yeah. At the one point, they put Tua in. And then they said, you know what? Um, yeah, Fitzpatrick's gotta come back and assume the role. And I'm pretty sure Jerry will agree with me that they throwing Tua into the fire that quick may have kind of scuffed him a little bit and having Fitzpatrick come back in. But uh like I, I, I really would not want to see Fitzpatrick go out like this. Hell, they threw
1: Tua in against my team and they actually won a goddamn game.
0: Well, that's the kind of way that that happens, I guess. Okay, so done with the news. Let's get to some games. I love. Yes, let's. Let's get to. Let's first on the docket. First on the docket: Jacksonville versus Houston. Final score: thirty seven to twenty one. Texans win. Uh, let's go over some uh key stats here. Trevor Lawrence, his first ever start in the NFL. I believe that's uh 28 for 51, 332, three touchdowns, three picks. Any uh opinion on uh, Trevor Lawrence's first game in the NFL?
1: Besides, besides the first dumbass pick that I made for the week.
0: Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Because you picked the Jacksonville Jaguars. Nice. Hey, yeah,
1: my dumbass actually picked the, the damn Jaguars. Other than that, no. Because you know why? Because first game started out shaky. Second half. Started catching the rhythm. But it was too late because Ty- Tyrod Taylor. We know Tyrod Taylor. Tyrod Taylor's not no scrub. Tyrod Taylor can play. Tyrod's been on teams that he has helped lead to the playoffs. But we were so caught up in what happened in Houston. We were like, damn, who's Tyrod Taylor playing with? We don't even know.
0: Uh, well, we and the team know, came uh... out a good. Philip Lindsay is there too now in the backfield along with yeah, Mark, uh, yeah. Mark Ingram with uh Rex Burkhead, you know, so that's pretty uh, interesting uh
1: juggle. Yeah, Rex Burkhead, Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay. Ooh. Yeah, pretty much. Oh, and Brandon Cooks finally decided to catch the, some catch the damn ball for once.
0: Well, Carlos Carlos Hyde led the uh rushing with 44 yards, DJ Shark, three catches, 86 yards and a touch. Um I I got to tell you I, I, I remember somebody saying that we were gonna get this ultimate game from Trevor Lawrence on Saturday.
1: I'm gonna say this. There's a certain person who asked this question. Now, Ricky, you got the stats, right? Yes. How many times James Robinson touched the ball?
0: Let me uh let me uh five, five times. times. For 25 yards. Five times, James Robinson. Exactly. A thousand
1: yard running back from a season ago, only touched the ball five times. How many times Carlos Hyde touched the ball?
0: That would be a total of nine. Hey, Urban boy. Meyer,
2: you are in the NFL. You're not in college. <laughs> you have a thousand-yard rusher in your backfield. Use him. There's, there's got to be something there, though, on the, on that level. I mean, why would you go out and draft Najee, who, you know, unfortunately got injured, but he, he's tried to cut the legs out from under Robinson before the season even began.
0: I I will say this though, uh, I mean they do have a viable receiving core there. I'm. Mean, it's not. I wouldn't say it's probably a top twenty receiving core.
1: Hey, I like I like Chuck and Marvin Jones together. They
0: combined for you know a total is? of eight catches. Yeah. On twenty one targets. Eight catches yeah. for twenty one targets. You do remember? Is that, that a vi- is that a viable receiving core? If you have, if you've missed thirteen catches, or, or, or no, 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 saying many, that?
1: How many drops did they have?
0: Again, not a top twenty. I'm not. I don't care core.
1: about the targets. I want to know how many drops they had. I want to know how many times Terry Owens put it on the minute and they didn't catch it.
3: At least six in the first half, if I remember correctly. But, but here's a very important talking point as as far as Trevor lost his first uh, start in the NFL. This is actually the first game he started that he lost. Yes. So, I mean, I mean, imagine that he was undefeated in high school, undefeated in college, and his was, first ever on. NFL he was, start. He was he undefeated loses.
1: in the regular season in college, but he got his ass whooped by LSU in a championship no, game. He got his okay, ass beat yes. the year after by Ohio State.
3: Yeah, okay, yeah, regular season. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, definitely regular season. And 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 I remember, like, because I was watching the game, and they did. They always put these facts when the second half starts. Was one of the key things from the first half. of The Jaguars. There was at least six drops. Okay, and, and and sometimes you have to explain to these fans like a drop is not on the quarterback. Okay, the quarterback makes the throw. The receiver is supposed to catch. It's called teamwork. One, both both sides are supposed to do their job. It's teamwork.
0: Well, we like also we also have stats on the other side. We had Tyrod Taylor, twenty-one to thirty-three, two ninety-one, two touches, no turnovers. Uh Mark Ingram, twenty-six catches, eighty-five yards, and a touch. My former 20. wide receiver and Darnell's Brandon Cooks, yeah. five catches, a buck thirty-two. What was that in twenty eighteen? Um Another guy who I love to hate, number 80 in everybody else's playbook, Danny Amendola, five catches, 34 yards with a score. Um,
2: He came out doing a thing.
0: And and, and (laughs) I'm going to tell you this. I'm not going to lie when I tell you this. This was actually a kind of perfectly played game by the Texans because it was evenly distributed running and passing. And I guarantee you... Um, even though Kenny says it's a terrible game play against a team that w- won't have four wins this year, um, I actually have Texans with six. So um, that's where I was kind of going with that. But, uh, yeah, I mean, overall, you know, you really can't go, go wrong with that. Next up, Next. Arizona and Tennessee. This was one of the games that we uh, spotlighted on on matter Saturday. Fact,
1: matter of fact, let me go ahead and get in this right now. Yes, go for it. Matter of fact, I'm gonna take the glasses off for of this.
0: Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. Should I walk outside? You, this? you know it's bad when an officer lineman goes on
1: social media and says, Thank you for exposing me. Because Taylor Jones was eating wine, trying to hear him up from snap to snap to snap to snap to snap. Ryan Tannehill don't even know where he at. But you got A.J. Brown on one side. You got Hootie on the other side. You got Derrick here in the backfield. Guess what? Chandler Jones said, I don't give a damn. I'm coming to get Ryan Tannehill. He got him five times. Oh, and by the way, that's just on the offense. Let's go to the opposite side of Arizona Carter, Kyler Murray. Oh, you can't touch me. You can't touch me. You, oh, guess what? My receiver's open. There you go. How about that? Throw a touchdown pass. You can't touch me. You can't touch me. Oh, I'm going to throw another touchdown pass d Hop.
4: They made Tennessee look like... Trash. The and they jabronis. This.
1: jabronis. this is the team that's saving to win the ALC South. And you got demolished by the team who was in last place. Well, should have been in last place, but San Fran suffered a lot of injuries last season.
0: A year ago. Jerry, I need your outlook on this game. <laughs> oh,
2: man, I... Derrick Henry was a no-show. I, I have him in fantasy football. It hurt extra bad when you look over halfway through a game and you got two points from your number one pick. You know, like, man, Arizona shut them down and, and exposed the heck out of Tennessee. And and, and they may have shown – exposed themselves on how good they are on offense, man. Like, they, wow. The Edmonds – didn't do too much on you know on the ground as far as his 12 carries uh, I think he got 60 65 66 something like that yards um but it was a total domination the whole way through but I, it,
0: it's, I it's bad if your second running back has uh just as many yards as you want four more carries but yeah like oh bear man line well, so is of the best tackles
1: in the league right
3: yeah, but the, uh, here's something I, important I got to say because – and this is on the Tennessee side because this is some, some criticism I got for picking CeeDee Lamb over Julio Jones. And we didn't see Julio Jones now, did we? But, you know, and I said this before the game. Oh, yeah,
1: we I, did. Yeah, we Kyler, did. We saw Julio Jones get that personal foul. <laughs>
3: Kyler Murray has weapons. Everybody says all he has is, is DeAndre Hopkins. Okay, no, there's a guy named Christian Kirk. Okay, <laughs> Kyler Murray is a dude you do not – and I repeat, do not – Ever want to underestimate? Because if you do, he will make you pay for it. He did that in college, okay. Kyler Murray is one of the greatest college quarterbacks I have ever seen, okay. And this Tennessee defense didn't—it it wasn't just Derek Henry didn't show. This Tennessee, Tennessee defense was just so overwhelmed. I mean, the darnell—the way you preached it, brother. I mean, the way you did it—you it, 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 it can't be—it it can't be any better than that. I mean, Tennessee—the bottom line is Tennessee got their ass kicked. Period.
1: What's the point of watching film? If you're not going to take notes, the Cardinals haven't beat the Rams in two years. The the 49ers, they weren't injured. They would have beat the the Cardinals, too, because that damn D-line, you got four rounders on that D-line.
0: By the way, I want to shout out to now both of the big guys from K&K, because now even Mr. Kurt Valenti is in the uh, chat. So shout out to K&K for now uh, being in the chat. What's up, Kurt? Go ahead, Ricky. Go ahead. This is what I have preached every year since I started doing this show four years ago, okay? Don't trust anyone week one. (laughs) It is notorious that favorites like the Titans who were going into this game, I believe, at a uh, minus six spread for the game, okay? Don't trust any team when you're going into week one. Yes, the Titans were picked to win their division. The NFC West is a overloaded division. Were we shocked that Arizona did this in a way? No, I wasn't. But I was actually shocked that the Titans only sit in there with 13 points through four quarters and all your top weapons were like ghosts. That is sad. Absolutely sad. And you know what? The, the offensive lineman that went on Twitter and said, thank you for exposing me, was just coming off of an injury last year. This was actually his full run of an actual full game at tackle. So being exposed like that, yeah, I'm going to admit it. Yeah, if, you, if you've if you not played very many snaps and you got exposed like that by Chandler Jones, who's also now playing on the franchise tag, by the way. So he is looking for a mega deal at the end of this season. And putting up five sacks like that the first game, again, nobody could be trusted in week one, and we kind of put the faith in the Titans, and they uh, they pretty much uh, hit us in the balloon knot, so to speak. A big time. And What's the next game? What's the next game? Okay. Philly and Atlanta, which was what I called one of the bruised peach games, because I really didn't expect did. very much of this game at, at all. Uh, <laughs> you know what? The spread didn't cover, by the way. The, so, the under rover did not cover. This is dumb dumbass pick number two for me. That's right, you did pick the Falcons.
3: I did too. Wow. Yeah,
0: dumbass pick number. Hey, I'm I'm
1: I don't mind admitting it, so I'm gonna do this. <laughs> <laughs>
0: All right. Uh, anybody Jaylen want to say something? Went, yeah, yeah, went off.
1: Jalen Hurts went off. Jalen Hurts showed Philly why you, y'all got a quarterback. Y'all got a guy who's gonna go out there and play. He's gonna do whatever he can to help the team win. And then you gave him his he gave him one of his weapons and he was at Alabama and Devontae Smith. Oh, by the way, former husband trophy winner, by the way, just to let y'all know. Uh and then we get to the Falcons. Uh there, question for you. Do we want to put this on Matt Ryan or do we want to put this on the offensive line? Because neither one looked the
2: good.
0: Neither one looked the good. <laughs>
2: I, like the last game, man, you got to give credit to the team that blew it out. But, man, Matt Ryan's. it, it may be about his time, too, unfortunately.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: Ricky,
1: how many targets did Kyle Pitts get in this game?
0: Uh, he got a total of eight with four catches.
1: Eight with four catches.
0: So his first target didn't come to, like, what, the second quarter? I believe so. But here is, again, one of the outlooks on what the lovely, dirty birds have done in the past few years. Obviously, they traded away Julio Jones. He's gone. You bring in, you have Calvin Ridley stepping into that. However, as much as I loved the fact that they, uh, you know, drafted a tight end, how about drafting some offensive line? How about drafting some defense that hasn't been there? Um, You know, uh, these famous numbers, 28-3, to 3, for Christ's sakes, um, that defense hasn't been the same since. Okay?
1: A lot of these fast passes is, they have a, is coming from uh, one team. You know that, right?
0: Again, the, the, the Falcons have not done anything uh, to fruition since that Super Bowl. They have been a utter freaking garbage fire since then. They've not had a winning record. Their offense has been horrible. Their defense gets hurt every freaking year. They've not done anything to rebuild that team whatsoever. I I just don't understand it. I probably would have drafted a quarterback instead of the tight end, to be honest.
1: So you know, you know what we're gonna do? Let me get to the third dumbass pick that I made. I'm going to timeout.
0: But that's three strikes. That's three strikes for me. And that's, I mean, that's in this week one. Well, we do have the final score of Philly 32, Atlanta 6. And uh, I, I will say Jalen, Hur- Jalen Hurts had some swagger on, on Sunday. And that's a very big thing. Like, if he doesn't have that swagger, I don't think they they do half of what they did during the game.
3: I mean, I, I got to take responsibility for actually picking the Falcons, too, because I I predicted that Kyle Pitts would have a hell of a debut, and that didn't happen. That did not happen.
0: Again, if you don't have an offensive line, Matt Ryan is going to look like Roadkill. And the and memes are going, going around, too. The memes are when going around. And
1: guess, and guess what? When you look yeah, like Roadkill, like, the, one, the one thing you don't want to look like Roadkill is some damn Eagles.
0: <sighs> Go ahead, Jerry.
2: Well, well, unfortunately, with the Falcons, man, who do they have? Kyle Pitts. Who, who's their running back? Who's their other receivers? You know, you quarterback.
1: Where you at?
2: You know, quarterback's your new is, is your new go go to. Calvin Ridley, I mean, but it it that's it. It it makes that's, it one dimensional, man. You you're you're one it's Matt so nice. Ryan's supposed to be Matt Ryan, but he ain't he's he's getting on in age two. You know, a lot of these quarterbacks are getting getting to that point where you, you can't continue Tom, to put up forty five hundred yards. Tom Brady's a a freak that, of nature. That, you know one <laughs> of the
1: analysts said this, I don't know if it's on ESPN or NFL network, but they said that ice has melted.
0: Yep. Um that ice is melted. He's on a fucking tide commercial now with Stone Cold and Iced tea. <laughs> How do you think Matt Ryan's making any extra money? He's doing tide commercials. Hell hey, on. No ain't nothing wrong with selling that when you can. Listen, I would rather <laughs> do a tide commercial than get my ass whooped every Sunday and have a losing record. That's just me. Miss and, and I'd be having some bru- i having some uh, stone cold brewski's with the uh you know, one of the goats. <laughs> hey Mark. The biggest mess in the NFL we are talking about them right now. We we were talking about them right now. Them damn Falcons.
1: I hope uh, my sister ain't hope my sister ain't watching cuz I know she could be mad as hell.
0: <laughs> yeah, well.
3: Uh, well, the, in the running game for the Falcons, Cordero Patterson actually, you know, had a respectable performance, but who it, Cordero Patterson? Who? <laughs> yeah, who? When the last time he was relevant? exactly there you go go, darnell i was expecting you to go like that (laughs) there you go who because yeah there you go he has a a a good a a decent performance in the running game but it clearly wasn't enough i mean there's the argument did he was he fed the ball enough i mean look all these arguments Um, are theories we can't go on theories
0: listen before we even jump to the chargers and the washington football team let me remind you this okay Cordell Patterson is not a running back. He is not nope. a running back. He is a hybrid running back slash wide receiver. You're giving a guy who has not had a full career at running back. He was a wide receiver and a kick slash punt returner. You're now telling, telling me you're now telling me that, that's play? where he's available at.
1: To be electric, right? He'll drive it because, you know, the special teams plays and then.
0: Exactly. He's
1: not the running and, you know, he'll get behind the defense. and
2: He just what? did better, better than uh, Davis did over there. That's the only reason. That he got more yards on his limited carries. Davis was the, the main ball carrier during the game, and he just couldn't get anything out. I would have seen he had 3.3 was his average yards per carry, you know, so Davis couldn't get anything going. 15 for 49, whereas Patterson was 7 for 54. As I see on the screen,
1: we have the charges and the football team. I'm just gonna let I'm just gonna say two words and I'm gonna let y'all have the rest
0: of it. Justin Herbert. He is not a flash of a pan by any any right whatsoever. I will say though this. Uh he did have quite a few passes on Sunday that were slightly erratic. Some catchable balls that were uh turf bound. But I will tell you this though. The Chargers actually may be a real deal. They actually may be the real deal. Their defense is a lot better through Week One than it was last year. Uh, and, who's the uh, head coach over there? Um, that would be Brandon Staley. Yes, where he was. Where was he
1: with last year? The defensive coordinator of the Los Angeles Rams. Yeah,
0: but I will tell you this though: the uh, Keenan Allen show is still playing on on everybody's screens. Because he was a dog on Sunday, man. He was a dog on Sunday. Any comments about that game, guys? As a matter of fact, I do.
3: You know, I said this before. Like, I don't care that Justin Herbert's only is only in his second year in the league. The dude has a throwing arm, okay? And the dude can be good. And, you know, the fact that he was able to actually... Have close to 340 yards against a Washington defense that's supposed to be extremely dangerous. He actually was able to overwhelm them a bit. Now, those y'all remember that play that was actually ruled a fumble like he threw it 40. Y'all know the play I'm talking about?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: I mean, I don't want to, I'm not going to spend time arguing about that, but whether it was a fumble or not, I mean, I, 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 I either go, I, I can't go into the deep details because you know it's a theory, but. You know, I said this at the beginning, you know, that Justin Herbert was able to, to get do, – doing things well. And, and then they asked me, has Washington's defense been exposed? I said, not yet. But if they – we'll get to that later. But we'll see how they do against the Giants. Then we can actually start scratching our heads as far as the Washington defense goes. But the Chargers are beginning to – are showing signs of being a good team. And I think they're actually on their way to becoming a good team.
0: Jerry, your opinion on the game? Oh,
2: uh, it was a close one, man. The Washington State in there with Fitzpatrick going down and Heineke having to come in. So, I mean, their defense is the only thing that held them in there. And unfortunately, you know, obviously they gave up a bunch of yards, but to only allow them to score 20 points on 500 yards for the day, that I think that that looks pretty good on the defense. Um, uh, Herbert's getting out there. He's slinging the ball. He's he's throwing the ball everywhere. And they, they've got good offensive core, you know, with Eckler back there, um, as long as he can stay healthy. Um, But even behind him, you know, you got Jackson and uh, Roundtree that can round that out. So that's not really a problem for him. But, uh,
0: yeah. Okay, so here's a question because we're actually talking about Washington at this point. Uh, If Heineken struggles, and that's a big if, do you try and get Phillip Rivers out of retirement for half a season?
1: So let's look at this. They have the Giants Thursday night. We'll get into that later. Who do they have week three? Let's see. They go to Buffalo week three. Mm. Once we talk about Buffalo, I don't like Washington chances. Week four at the Falcons. Okay. And Week
0: five. Let's see who they have week five. We're really scrolling through the weeks. How do you not have this ready?
1: Hey. They they have the Saints at home, so if Heineken can go two and two, they're in good shape. They're in good shape.
0: All right, one of the games that we found out as a uh, which we I I I did pick one of the top five games for the week, and this next one was there: Seattle and Indy. Final score: Seattle twenty eight, Indy sixteen. Carson Wentz's first start since. uh, departing the Eagles. Hey, Jerry, did uh, Tyler Lockett just score another test now?
2: <laughs> I think he did. <laughs> I think... <laughs> Man. Did Tyler yeah. Lockett just score another test Because
1: For some reason, they forgot about Tyler Lockett.
2: I, I know Wentz got hit again, though. Oh, Wentz getting his ass. <laughs> hey,
1: for what? For I can defend Wentz. I don't know what happened to the coach officer line, but it get his ass whooped. And Seattle Seattle do not have a great D-line either.
0: Nope. Well, also remember, they don't have no more KJ Wright either, who uh, obviously went to uh, Vegas. And that was, again, that was one of the things that we had kind of said, that it was whether Seattle's defense was actually going to be pretty good going into this game with a a lot of the departures that they had. Um, I I really think that they kind of answered that question big time.
1: Carson was looking around like, where did he come from? Where did he come from? He was getting hit left and right. And this big oh, we all read the well, everybody read about the coast office line. They had Philip Rivers back there. Phil Rivers don't run. <laughs> he must be a statue. They would tell him very well. Why you even say Carson Rick? Because Carson Rivers was not trying to run. Kenny says he was you, not trying to run.
0: He goes, Do you guys realize that the Texans are in first place?
1: <laughs> oh yeah, we know. Oh, we know. <laughs> the Texans are the only team that won in the AFC South. We know.
0: Well, the Colts really couldn't hold down uh, Mr. Uh, Metcalf very long because he had no catches in the first half, but had four in the second half for 60 in a score. Wait, well, when you give up two
1: about to title like what
0: you think is gonna happen? <laughs> uh, Chris Carson almost had a had a buck for the uh, the game on 16 carries. Wilson 18 to 23, 254 and four scores. And then you look at the Colts and you're like, ah, you know what? Like, I don't know about this. Uh, JT had fifty uh seventeen carries for fifty six, and then also had six catches for sixty yards. Uh, Pascal two scores, four catches, forty three yards on five targets. Uh, is the is the the running backs were the, the main thing though?
2: Jonathan Ta- Taylor and Hines were the two top receivers and running backs. So you know, now... Pascal got two two touchdowns. Pascal got two touchdowns, but he was
1: outpaced. By the, by the um, way. That's a credit to Jonathan Taylor, because when he came into the league, he was not catching by the backfield at the Wisconsin. He was running through everybody.
0: But are we now seeing that the fact that maybe Ty uh T. Y. Hilton not there and them not replacing him with another receiver is a big issue. Oh yeah.
2: I mean who who who's their other receivers? Pittman? Pascal? That's then you start to work into names. I don't even know.
3: Um, a <laughs> Here's a, a a Comment about this game in my case You know and I'm and I look at Russell Wilson's Numbers 18 for 23 254 yards and four Touchdowns you know And, and some people ask me what do I think of this?" I'm like well That's Russell Wilson for you Absolutely phenomenal
0: Can
1: just put in the chat people are sleeping On the Seahawks
0: Yeah and I and, and this is This is where I when is people Sleeping on the Seahawks they still got Russell Wilson Yes, but you see, the difference is, is that Seattle actually played a balanced game. Russell Wilson didn't have to throw the ball 40 to 50 times in order to win this game. He still cooked the that is a very big difference. You actually have a healthy Chris Car- Carson. Okay, Yes, Richard Penny got hurt throughout the game. You didn't have him. But you still had other guys to come out and actually run the rock to take that pressure off of Russell Wilson. That's not been that way in Seattle very often because every time a running back gets going, what happens? They end up getting hurt. For this point, they actually had a healthy backfield for the, for the game. You took that pressure off of Russell Wilson. He had quick strikes. The defense was picking up the rest of it. That's the way you really got to kind of look at it. And it, it, without that receiving core in, in Indy, Carson Wentz is going to get beat up like a little bitch.
1: That's two NFC West teams with Ws. Two more to go.
0: Well, now we move to the Jets and the Carolina Panthers. A little bit of revenge in this game. Carolina wins 19-14. Pretty much gets shut out in the second half for the Panthers where uh, Zach Wilson, who I will say, uh, quoting a song, had a bad day in the first half. And then uh, it became sunny and rainbows in the second, even though the Jets fall short by five. Comments on this game, guys.
1: Wallace Salas is a hell of a defensive defense man that guy. So, one thing you know for sure, as you said, the Panthers got shut out in the second half, right? Yes. Once them boys start believing in that defense, just going to have a defense. It's the offensive side we concerned about. Zach Wilson came on in the second half. But you got to get him some more weapons. You just got to give him some more weapons. Besides Corey Davis, Jameson Crowder, he didn't play. He was out.
0: Yes, but you also had the loss of of uh, Beckton in the first half that pretty much had to shuffle that offensive line, which was uh, a little little questionable in the first half. I have to say that questionable
2: doesn't matter who the Jets have for catching the ball because they don't have a running back core yet. When Michael Carter's still young. When you're when you're relying on Tevin Coleman to be your your, your main man, that's that's going to be rough going as it is. Kind of makes yourself. They can, st- you know, they don't have to worry about stacking the box. They ain't worried about you coming out of it.
0: But they are going to worry about throwing the ball down the field, which is what the Panthers actually took advantage of with mm-hmm. that pass rush. Which again, like I, I had said it briefly before, that that Panthers defense. Okay, Grant. Yes, it is the Jets we're talking about. You know, the team that stands for just end the season. Um. <laughs> The Panthers have not had a pass rush like that for a while now, and it was it was very evident that uh, that pass rush was back on on Sunday. And the secondary was good too.
3: Well, not surprisingly, Christian McCaffrey was the pride of the Panthers offense. You know, had the most rushing yards. You know, ninety eight yards and had nine catches for eighty nine yards. That's why I say he's the pride of the freaking panthers offense now for for the jets i'm not surprised Corey davis had a good game you know i didn't expect zach wilson to come over there just like that and start you know throwing deep pass after deep pass just like that you know he's not there yet but this game you know when you see how the how the jets kind of turn things around there's probably a a little bit of hope is probably going to start forming, but the Jets are probably a long time from even being considered being a good team. I mean, the, the future is still cloudy. Like anything I say is merely theory, and like I said, we can't go on on theories. But the, the, the Sam Darnold had a good game, and you know, and if we start seeing see how good Sam Darnold is, it's 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 really going to show how the Jets really misused him. Or I mean, either they misuse him, or maybe they just don't know how to use a quarterback. So that's going to question the future of Zach Wilson. I mean, the Jets are just, what I like to say, gentlemen, a a very unpredictable team.
0: Listen, before we even get into it a little bit further, we did have the uh, reunited and it feels so good moment with Sam Darnold and uh, the wide receiver, Robbie Anderson. And they connected a lot throughout the game. I probably do see Sam Darnold's career elevating a little bit more now that he's back. With him, but again, let's not count out the fact that Christian McCaffrey is healthy, even though they were not going to do half of the shit that they did, but they did it. Next up, Minnesota and Cincinnati final scores, Cincinnati 27, Minnesota 24 in overtime. I got to tell you, I really saw Cincinnati um, really kind of pissing this, way again, this game away at the end. Minnesota did make the comeback, but I actually didn't see Cincinnati pulling this out. I'll be honest. It was an exciting game, man.
2: That was bad too. It was completely one sided, one way, and then the other way until Minnesota lost it for themselves.
1: <laughs> go, go, Bear
3: Well, first, I have a question. So, how the Vikings pissed away the opportunity? Wasn't it a turnover in overtime?
0: Um, I don't believe so. I believe it was Cincinnati straight. <laughs> okay, but regardless, you know, the
3: Vikings could have had this game. Hey,
0: turnover. with ball. Yeah, there okay. was a okay. yeah.
3: Gavin Cook okay. it up. Okay, thank you, thank you, Darnell, for confirming because that, that's what I believe, but thank you for uh, for confirming. But anyway, see, the Vikings, this was their game because they could have won it because, you know, as I study the stats, okay, they sacked Joe Burr, I believe, five times, okay? Five times. And and in in Cincinnati's case, they were able to get the quarterback themselves. They they got three of them. So so this game, when you when you look at the stats overall, it could have been anybody's game. But you know, for Cincinnati having close to 150 yards of, of the running game, and the Minnesota Vikings, you know that oper- that what happened in overtime, and you know, and literally like you know, you, you score first, then you allow Cincinnati to score uh, 14 straight points. It's you know, Cincinnati is just these team, is this team that's really starting to show the resilience. I mean, Joe Burrow, I mean, as long as he can stay healthy, which I'm really hoping because, you know, he's got such great potential. But, you know, Cincinnati's beginning to build a, a habit of being resilient. And if they do, then in the future, teams are going to have to watch out. I mean, because when a team is super resilient, guys, they're not going to go away unless you make them go away. And that means you're going to have to fight your ass off until the final whistle of the freaking game.
1: You know, you know what I like the most about Joe Burrow? You know what I like the most about Joe Burrow?
3: What? What's that? Just brother? The first thing he said
1: when he got into the press conference. I thought Jamar J was dropping everything.
0: I I I will say this again. Did he,
1: it... he catch a bomb on them? For a touchdown? So.
0: I believe so. But you know July what I, chase? But you know what I like about what Cincinnati did on Sunday? Again, another balanced attack. When you got a guy who's running the towing the ball twenty five times or more, Joe Mixon carried the ball for a buck twenty seven on twenty nine carries on Sunday. Do me a favor. What what is Kirk Cousins' stats? Uh, what is Kirk Cousins' stats? Oh, Mister Mister, um, I don't I don't win in prime time. Thirty six of forty nine for three fifty one two scores no picks. Thirty six for forty nine. That's the difference of what thirteen passes, right?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. How many yards? Three fifty-one. Three fifty-one. How many touchdowns? Two. Two. Um, can, somebody, can somebody answer this question for me? Why is it it was only three fifty and two touchdowns instead of I say about four twenty-five and about four touchdowns? You know why? Because he keeps throwing the goddamn ball behind Justin Jefferson. <laughs> let put the ball on Justin Jefferson. The Bengals are not going to catch this man. You put it on feeling. feeling. Guess what? I didn't do. Oh, I'm going to the house.
0: Listen, not for anything. You have to put it into perspective this way, okay? If the game was a lot closer, or the Vikings would be in the league, in the lead, you would not see Cousins throwing the ball 49 times. You, you wouldn't would have to throw it about for nine
1: happen. times if put it on Justin Jefferson. He threw it behind about Jefferson, Jefferson about eight damn times.
0: Well, uh, he only had. Nine. Jefferson,
1: Jefferson says, like, Dude,
0: He only had nine I targets.
1: I can catch it because <laughs> they are not going to catch me.
0: He only had five catches for nine targets, so I don't know how many times eight more that he got thrown behind, unless it was on the practice field.
3: Mr. <laughs> man, it could it could be worse. I I I understand, Mark, you're hurt and it hurt having us
0: me say this about the Vikings, but you know what. Mark, in your case, it could be worse. All right. We got two more games on the one o'clock slate. We have uh God, I, I don't even want to talk about this. Seventy-four points scored between two teams. San Fran 41, Detroit 33. I will admit I underestimated Detroit because I only said they were going to score. No, like you did. no, no, the hell you didn't. I don't said know, on Saturday no, Detroit, Detroit was only a No damn credit. Oh, hell no. I don't even like
1: San Fran, but damn it, how in the freak did y'all go out 41 to 17? They come back and they score 33 points.
3: I'll like, tell you why, it. I'll tell you why, because I've said this on my show. That's what happens when you take your foot off the damn gas pedal. You become arrogant. They're no, just lucky. Is, They're just,
0: Jerry, I, Jerry, you agree French with me boy. on this? They took the, most of their starters out and played with the, the second tier guys. Because if the starters were in there, Detroit's not scoring 33 points.
3: I mean okay okay I mean I still don't agree with
0: the okay don't pick out your stars I mean you you, you got to keep playing I mean yeah but you know what? again if you have second and third tier guys on your team playing because now you're up by so many points are you going to risk hurting a starter no
1: uh where he was got hurt after how many snaps four exactly
0: okay but again if you're up if you're up 41 41- Whatever, forty-four. Who you, 40, you put in that quarterback? You, you can both Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Yes, I know. I understand that, but you're not going to keep defensive starters in there, especially when most of the defensive starters on your team are your bread and butter.
4: Hey, that was take
0: off. You let Jericho look good in the second half. We're in the fourth quarter really building up numbers in garbage time. Exactly. So we're not.
1: And gonna- by the way, for those of y'all, do y'all see why we traded off for Matthew Stafford? I'm gonna let y'all think on that when we get to until we get to the Sunday night game.
0: All right. San f- uh, let's see. Uh Pittsburgh versus Buffalo ends out the one o'clock slate. Uh, this was a upset special in the making.
1: Um, do do the two guys above me, do they wanna make an apology right now? No. Because y'all tried the hell out of Pittsburgh. Y'all know that, right?
0: Again, my question was. I ain't apologizing. A, was the defense going to be there? And B, would they have a running game? And uh, what happened? And the special teams is what got them the f- that victory. No, 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 no. The defense is what got them there. Um, If they didn't block the punt for a score. They didn't the have to block the, the punt for a score. The, the defense p- was getting off on Josh Allen. The turning point of this game was the blocked kick for a touchdown. No, the turning point of this game was J.J. Watt.
1: I mean, not TJ Watt got the Josh Allen and cost him the fumble of the ball. That was the 20 part of that game.
0: <laughs> because if special teams does not come through, it's still a three point game of Buffalo's that got a better chance.
3: Hell, Ben was getting high yes. at that moment in time. All right, Darnell, I get it. You're not really happy with the fact that I, I didn't pick Pittsburgh, but you, you know what? Look, it ain't the fact that Pittsburgh is why, didn't didn't why y'all didn't pick Pittsburgh. Buffalo didn't get the job done. I might have said Pittsburgh. No, Buffalo just didn't get the damn job done. And how do you think I feel? Josh Allen is my starting quarterback on my fantasy team. How do I you mean, think I feel, bro?
2: It, here's where it's at for me with that game. Obviously, you know, screw the Bills and all that, but <laughs> Pittsburgh won the game, but it wasn't because of their offense. Big Ben threw under 200 yards, their rushing core went for under 100 yards. Total. It, they, they didn't have an offense yet yeah, total. It actually, 90 yards was what their. uh – I'm sorry, 75 yards is what they got rushing. 188 passing yards. So, so it wasn't an offensive game there for Pittsburgh pulling that out. That was completely their defense, getting that score, like you said, on special teams with the block punt that they walked in. How many, Buffalo, how many points did they say for Buffalo again? How many points did they say for Buffalo again?
1: 16. They scored three points in the second half.
0: Because yeah. defense and special teams carried Pittsburgh in this game. And Pittsburgh and didn't score a point in the first half.
1: And y'all and y'all did not and y'all didn't know what after T.J. Watt got his money, y'all didn't think that defense
0: was going to come play? It's the Pittsburgh Steelers we're talking about here. Once again, I know for defense. Once again, I said it two weeks in a row when we talked about T.J. Watt. If he was not on the field The Pittsburgh Steelers had no shot of winning this game. Zero. I would have have bet the house on Buffalo if I knew T.J. Watt was not starting this game on Sunday. I have keyed T.J. Watt in on every show that we've talked about. And obviously, to start that lovely contract extension that he had, he is already paying dividends. That is a very, very huge, crucial piece to that Pittsburgh defense. That was right off the bat. Okay, so we're gonna move now to college, I believe. All right, um, all right. Let me just make sure that I have the right things up in here in order. All right, you doing the top five group of five? No, first, we're gonna right? recap first. Okay, so which uh, which slide was that? No, ain't no slide. All we right, you so, got
1: no slide for that. One. We're just gonna recap. Okay.
0: So in college football, Bearman.
1: I got. I got to start with this first, bro, man. Good, good, good opening win. You you beat Louisiana and Lafayette. Good job, top twenty five matchup. You handed your business. But then you go to Arkansas and
3: you lose the deck. Yeah, well, they shut the bet big time, didn't they? I mean, what I mean. happened? It's Arkansas. A, a quarterback. Well, I was, our quarterback. Uh, the quarterback that was starting, you know, uh, obviously wasn't doing the job you know the defense was being overwhelmed i mean the the offense can't do anything and the defense is doing its job and eventually that defense gets tired i mean there you go okay and you know and so far and and steve sarkeesian did do something about because this week they announced that casey thompson will be starting for texas this week against rice university and quite frankly playmaker i said that thompson should have been the starter from the beginning OK, because, uh, if, OK, uh, unless uh, my memory deceives me, Thompson's the guy that took over for Sam Ellinger in the bowl game last year after Ellinger got hurt and Thompson put up a hell of a game. OK, so I don't understand why they go with Thompson in the beginning and they didn't. And there you go. That's what happened. So apparently I would I would hope to say I guess they didn't learn the lesson, but we got to see how Thompson can do this season. I mean, they play yeah. Rice. The next week they play Texas Tech, but they start you playing know. the Big 12 games. That's where the that's where the results are really going to matter.
1: I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you this question. Y'all coming to the SEC, right?
3: Yeah, yeah. Oh, there. Okay, yeah. That, now, you, <laughs> there you go. You really you're really throwing salt into my wound, aren't you, brother? I'm just saying, <laughs> Arkansas is at the bottom of the conference. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You're throwing in the. You're really rubbing salt in my, that deep wound. But I'm I mean, I'm, just, I'm just letting you know
4: when you make this transition. 2025 there's no you gotta deal with the other top
1: teams and Arkansas is not one of them I'm just throwing that out there and speaking of one of the top teams in the SEC
3: yeah Texas will be jabronis if they don't get it together is that what you want me to say if Texas doesn't get it together in 2025 there'll be a bunch of jabronies in the SEC they'll
2: still be ranked high in the rankings because they're in the SEC so even when you're garbage everybody thinks your team's good <laughs>
3: <laughs> okay, not not and te- not not Texas. They're probably going to change their mind when it comes to the freaking Longhorns because the Longhorns that have been relevant since the days of Colt McCoy.
1: I'll say this: sticking with the SEC. Texas AM, and they lost their quarterback in the early part of the game at Colorado, but they did survive ten to seven with a win over Colorado. That's a win over a Pac-12 team. That's a win over a Big Twelve team. But hey, Jimbo, you 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 got some things to work out because you lost your quarterback. I would say that. You had to survive against the unrest Colorado team now. Let's see, let's see what Jimbo goes from there. Let's get to a rivalry game here. Bear man. This was one of the games if I was on Saturday Bills gonna talk about. Utah versus BYU. What a game. What a game. Shout out to BYU knocking off the Utes 26 to 17.
3: So BYU is two and zero, and now they're ranked number twenty three.
1: And for so them to gonna...
3: knock off, for them to knock off Utah it is really quite the achievement. And from what I saw in this game, Darnell, because you know a lot of people like to say the stats don't matter, but yes, they do matter. Their quarterback Jaron Hall only one hundred fifty yards with three touchdowns very respectful, but it's the running game because, because two players almost had 100 yards on the running game, and when the running game is dominant, okay, you probably have an 80% chance of being guaranteed you're going to win the freaking game.
1: And shout out to them. Shout out to Michigan! Do I have any, any Michigan Wolverine friends around here? Michigan, prime time against number 20, Washington, up day business in the big house. 31-10, over the Huskies. Good job by Jim Harbaugh. It's a good start. It's a good start, but we all know when it comes to Michigan, there's only one team you got to beat. One team you got to beat.
3: Oh, can I take a wild guess, Mr. Playmaker, sir?
1: Uh, I mean, matter of fact, do you have to guess this transition to it because that team took an L to the Morgan Ducks. <laughs> the Morgan Ducks walked into Columbus, Ohio. The shoe house and uh, gave the Buckeyes a
3: thirty-five to twenty-eight loss. Speaking of running games,
1: they think these boys run all over them?
3: Yeah. Well, the Buckeyes are having some defensive problems, Mister Playmaker. But this game against uh, the Oregon's win against Ohio State, I am not going to call it a fluke. Look, you could say because Ohio State has defensive problems, but look, the fact is Oregon came to play and they did it. I mean, Oregon came in ranked number four.
1: You know what? They didn't have two two of their best defensive players on the field that game.
3: Yeah. I mean, C.J. Verdell uh, of Oregon, 20 carries, 161 yards, two touchdowns, okay?
1: I mean, I mean, hey, Ohio State dropped one already. They didn't want to drop that one, but they did. And then finally, it was the rivalry. The Cy Trophy. Top 10 battle. Yeah, Iowa versus Iowa State. The question going to this game: Can Iowa State finally conquer Big Brother? Uh, they didn't. They Iowa didn't.
3: State. The passing game was really frustrating, Mister Playmaker, sir, because Brock Purdy, the quarterback, I, I believe he was one who originally came in, finished 37, 13 out of twenty-seven. 138 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions, and then the other guy, Hunter Deckers I would imagine Purdy got benched, and then the other guy comes in Hunter Deckers, 11 for 16 114 yards, and a touchdown You know, in these rivalry games, Darnell Turnovers yeah, turnovers. The turnovers. There you go And Iowa defense is off the hook Look what they did in, in
1: week one Look what they did to Iowa State in week two Mind, Mind fact, that's a six game winning streak over the Cyclones for the Hawkeyes right there Mm-hmm. That means that SideHawk Toby is not leaving the school of Iowa. I'm
3: sorry. I'm Hawkeyes sorry. want fair and square. I mean, look, when you get okay, when another team is struggling, the other team, the it's not the best thing. Okay, some people say when another team's struggling, the best thing for the other team is to just take advantage. I don't want to label that as the best thing to do because it's merely the only thing you can do. You have to do it. You got to you got to take care of your business. Okay. If the other team's struggling, you know what? So what? Take care of business. No one can All right, before, of you.
1: before I get into my top five group of five, Bear Man has a question for everybody that stays in Tallahassee.
3: Oh, I got a question. Are you mad, bro?
4: Zed, <laughs> <laughs> State!
0: How do you do that one? How do you just tell everybody, are you mad, bro? Because you know why, Ricky... There's a school up in Tallahassee called
1: Florida State. Some of those, I'm pretty sure you probably heard of them if you don't follow college football. I'm pretty sure Jerry heard of Florida State. I uh, didn't. I uh,
0: wasn't. Oh uh, no, I'm thinking about somebody else.
1: Never mind. Um, Jacksonville State. Do anybody out here know what Jacksonville State is? at?
0: Jacksonville? No. Do you know what state is? Do you know what state is in? Uh, well,
3: I, I know because you told me Darnell, so I don't count, so I'm not going to say it.
2: Jerry, do you know what Jezebel State is located at? Which one? to be coached by Dion? <laughs>
1: Jezebel State is located in Alabama.
0: <laughs> oh, see, that's a total swerve. This isn't WWE or AEW. Come on. Jezebel State is located in Alabama. That
1: team walked into Doe Kemp Stadium and beat them on a go up people wouldn't call it a hair Mary am um, that was not no damn hair that was a damn it was go a,
3: it was no it was no helmet but darnell how ironic and one of life's little irony the coach of Jacksonville of Jacksonville State that beat Florida State is none other than Deion Sanders I mean no. I, what are what are the odds? but it's not no, what no, are the no, odds? no
1: hold on It's Jackson State is the way he's coaching oh, it oh no, Jackson State. It's Jackson State Dion's coaching it at a Jackson State, not oh, okay. Jackson State. Oh, okay, okay, okay. it's okay.
3: not, right. it not that. Okay. I, I, I guess I, I mean, uh, I guess the. address Oh, is trust
1: well, me. If, if my, my brain, was my... coaching, I'm gonna tell you, if Dion was coaching Jacksonville State to pull that off, Tyler has would not have been burnt to the ground right now.
3: Okay, probably. I, I guess. Uh, I had. That's what am I burnt what, to the ground right what, now? What I had is what Ricky likes to call a brain fart.
0: Yes, there's a lot of brain farts going on. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> it happens. it, hap- it happens, right? So, all right,
1: let's get to my top five group of five. First off, for those of you who want to know what the top five group of five represents, it's the conferences of the small we know about. So, Ricky, if you can put that slide up. It's already conferences. The
0: con- As you can see, you want the we're talking the about teams. Hey, you good. You can, okay. can you put both of them up? I, I, well, I can't put them up side by side now. Oh, okay. I don't think so.
1: So you have the American Conference, the Sunbelt Conference, Conference USA, Mountain West, and the MAC Conference. Those are your group of five conferences right there. So a lot of people, they always work as on the Power Five, but this group of five race right here, this is the team that I'm looking at to see who's going to win the group of five race to get a New Year's Six Bowl shot at beating a powerhouse in the Power Five. As of right now, not much change happened. You have Nevada at number five. They handled their business a week ago, winning. Number four is, is my Knights from Central Florida. Which is why they dropped down to number four because they did handle business. They beat Bethune Cookman, like I think it was 61 and nothing, Bear Man. It was just sort of domination by the Knights. But I mean, if we're talking about the best Cooper Five team to get a shot at a powerhouse and a power fire, right? You got you to look at who does what. And so that's why BYU jumped. You see up to number three because obviously we talked about it. They took down a rival of Utah, right? Who was ranked 24 at the
3: time? They sure did.
1: And Coast of Carolina still at number two because hey, Kansas walked in them talking about a bit twelve team. Who's at the bottom? But you still beat a, a power five team at home. gave them the business. Can't argue with that. And plus you're ranked in you think you're ranked 17 now. And then number one is gonna be Cincinnati. You still ranked in the top 10. You handled your business. Taking care of business, and that's what Cincinnati does. But they got a game coming up this weekend. That I'm getting to in a minute. Bear in mind, you got something to say about the Google the top five?
3: Well, as a matter of f- not the top five, but as a matter of fact, I got something to say about the top ten because, much to my surprise, Ohio State's still in the top ten. That I means Ohio State. But, but I mean, uh, I mean, if Cle- if Clemson can lose the week week one and then you know still manage to be there, I mean, you know what? Why not, why not Ohio State? But actually, as a matter of fact, I do actually want to talk about the Big 12 because I actually got this information from you just a few days ago that about the possibility. Well, I, get, I guess for some teams, the, the invitation's been extended, but BYU. Oh, no, it's been accepted. It's been accepted. Oh, oh, okay, it's been accepted. Yeah. BYU, yeah.
1: Houston, Cincinnati, and you, CF, are all going to the Big 12.
3: I mean, somebody's. They, they, they got to have somebody take in the spots for Oklahoma and Texas, right? But. Also, uh, for what, what it, we should definitely talk about, you know, the firing of uh, U- USC firing their head coach after losing to a bad Stanford team, and you know, and what I got to mention sure uh, from that game, Darnell is the, the
0: Trojans were double digit favorites in that game, and, and they and got I'm they got humiliated. And even though I know absolutely doo doo about college sports, there was news that did come in right before the show started that Chiefs def- uh, I believe defensive coordinator. Uh, Mr. Eric Bienemi is offensive the coordinator. offensive coordinator, is in the running for the USC head coaching job, now, along with Urban Myers. <laughs> I mean, uh,
3: <laughs> how is, the, how course, is he I doing mean, both? <laughs> I mean, well, Urban Myers is always going to be linked with a potential head coaching vacancy for one of the top co- programs. As a matter of fact, gentlemen, I kid you not, I saw a source that says Texas is already flirting with the idea of bringing in Urban Meyer in the future already. Good God! All right,
1: Ugh. all right, all right. We have our slate for week three of college football.
0: You see that slate, Bear Man? That's a lovely slate, ain't it? And you still don't have Nebraska and Oklahoma on there. Jesus, man, I'm sorry, Missy. I'm sorry. It, I
1: Michigan State is at Miami. We're talking about the Spartans and the Hurricanes,
3: man. And I insisted on talk about Oklahoma and Nebraska. <laughs>
1: Uh, Hey, I know! Oklahoma-Nebraska rivalry, I get it, but you know, Scott Foss has done nothing with Nebraska since he went there after leaving UCF. Fair enough. Jerry! Fair enough, playmaker. Let me get you in here. You got got the State Spartans coming coming down to Miami.
2: Uh, uh, Let's not really talk about Miami too much. I'm very disappointed in what the Hurricanes have shown me. I'm, I'm disappointed in... Them having so much swag without having any freaking real talent. Going. well, I can't say talent because they're a talented group, but they're just not put it together right. Man, not even gonna deep. talk about week one, but good gosh, man, almost losing to the App State.
1: <laughs> hey, App State ain't no pushover. Everybody should know that by now. I don't know why people looking at App State like, oh, it's App State. Y'all must have forgot about App State. That's why App State out here trying to upset some, trying to remind y'all who they is. Yeah, that have forgot. They went into Michigan and knocked them off.
2: <laughs> yep oh man it's rough right but now you're
1: going from oh, state well. to michigan state
2: Woo! i don't know the michigan state is a it's a disciplined team miami has not shown any of that that's miami a disciplined
1: team right there so that's
2: many is allowing too much flaunting and swagging and talking and not enough <laughs> fundamentals <laughs>
1: You got Cincinnati checking on Indiana. They going to a bit 12 house. I mean, a bit 10 house. I hope they are ready for this because Indiana, that state is going to be rocking to knock off number eight Cincinnati. All right. Purdue
4: and Notre Dame, Bear
0: Man. <laughs>
1: that should be fun. And yes, uh,
3: Drew Brees is calling that game.
0: I, I know that there's a man of interest in the chat right now that was talking about the Irish earlier.
3: Uh, Mr. Broverman.
0: <laughs> hey,
1: Drew Brees will be commentating on the, pin, the Purdue and Notre Dame game. Will he hopefully
0: well, do better than the, the the Manning brothers from yesterday? Because I heard that was a, tra- a trailer fire as well.
3: Well, Drew Brees uh, Purdue is his alma
0: mater. So, so why not? Again, well, is he going to be better than what the Mannings did yesterday for Monday Night Football? Well,
3: that That's remains amazing. to be seen. That remains to be seen, Mr. Ricky.
0: And here we go. <laughs> Lord. Number
1: one, Alabama. Oh, boy. Going to Gainesville. Take on number 11, Florida. Testify. The open SEC play. Only word I got right now is that Anthony Richardson is trending in the right direction. Emory Jones has not cut back on the turnovers. And you expect Emory Jones to crap back on the turnovers against number one in the nation, Gator fans. I'm just, I'm just gonna tell you this: embrace yourself because,
0: doesn't uh, we saw what they did in Miami? So, in other words, do I have some, uh, some, some Gator boots coming? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe a big purse for somebody. I don't know. That would be nice.
1: <laughs> you know, I can't even get
0: mad because
4: oh my
1: gosh. 3 yeah, 30.
0: We'll be on we'll CBS. be on We'll be on the air for that one too. We'll be on the air and we'll be on the air for that one.
1: Defense. Defense gonna have to rise on this one. Defense gonna have to rise on this one. So let's so throw that out of my mouth is down. Game of the week, bear man. Number 22, Auburn. Going to Penn State, rank number ten. College game is going to be there. First time ever, Auburn is going up to Pennsylvania, and they're doing an all white, all
3: white. It's a whiteout. Uh, Tigers, Tigers going against the Lions. Well, that's interesting. We Penn State and Auburn. Now there is a game with great potential. Okay. It's a game, you know, it's a cool, the greatest professional re- wrestling announcer of all time, good old JR. This match is truly going to be a slobber knocker. Okay, maybe, okay, I can't say it's going to be, but it's got that potential. It's a game that it's got everybody hyped up. I mean, it's definitely got me hyped up.
1: <laughs> That's your primetime game.
3: Two ga- two th- teams, both are 2-0. and oh. I mean, there's a, there's going to be two teams. There's going to be only one winner.
1: It's going to be that. And then guess what? The BYU, they get another shot at another Pac-12 team. Arizona State is taking that trip to take on BYU. Can Coach Harris do what the Utah youth didn't do?
3: Well, Arizona State is ranked, obviously. But Arizona's uh, two uh, wins so far this season. Okay, the first win against Southern Utah, and then they beat the University of Nevada, Las Vegas. Okay. Now, look, taking a look at BYU, you know BYU beat you know it started off with that win against Arizona, then beating Utah. Okay, that's two wins about you, that twelve already. Yeah, so BYU's BYU's been challenged already. And they're motivated, so expect expect BYU to just you know tell Arizona State bring it on, tough guy.
1: And then to wrap it up on college football, Tim Kelly, who gave LSU a nice beating in week in week one. They got Fresno State coming in and don't don't overlook the Bulldogs of Fresno State here or even in the Mountain West. They are known for knocking out some bad throw teams, so I hope Tip Kelly's ready
3: and not getting over what they did at LSU. Well, the question is, Mr. Playmaker, is can UCLA build on that win against LSU?
1: We shall see. That's your college football talk for this week. Come back next Tuesday for more.
0: Okay, so now back to the NFL slate. Starting off with this game here, which I know is going to be a uh, lovely little coconut that we're going to have to try to break open here. Cleveland, the dog pound traveling to KC. We had final score of KC 33. Cleveland 29 uh, Chiefs did not cover the spread, although they did get the over on this game. This potentially here, and and this is going to be the the ultimate question. I'm not going to get into stats. I'm not going to get into like plays of the game, but here is the chronic question that I have. This was Cleveland's litmus test for the first part of the season. Do we see this getting better, or do we see this getting worse?
1: You know, they did a question on first take with Mike Irvin and Stephen A. I And I want to hear y'all, because it's similar to the question you just asked, Ricky. Were y'all encouraged by the Browns or discouraged by the Browns?
0: You know what? I want to leave that to Jerry first. I got to get Jerry in here more. He's not talking enough. Yeah. Browns are doing, going
2: to do Browns things. They came out gangbusters in that game, put their foot on the gas, didn't look like it was going to let off. And then about halfway through the game, they realized who they were and remembered, oh, crap, we're Cleveland. Let's get back to sucking." <laughs> <laughs> like,
0: in oh, all boy. honesty, they
2: came so right down the field. That first line amazing. Right I down I there. Like two you. point conversion. Like Let's it. get it. Oh, exactly. hey. this is how it's
3: going to be.
1: Wait a minute. Wait a minute. They was up 12, right? They had just scored a touchdown, or was it a field goal? I can't remember.
3: They did two cities, did
1: they? That's how we hear.
2: Yep. I mean,
0: Listen, to, to me, it, this was almost like a mirror image of what it was last year in the playoffs. No,
1: it was not a mirror. It was exactly the same thing.
0: Exactly. Mirror image. <laughs> I I, I got to say this. I don't, in my opinion, Baker has matured some, but he's not matured completely. Him throwing that pick at the end of the game, I would have definitely have not thrown the ball there. I understand you're trying to do that with very little time and no timeouts, but, uh, obviously, the Chiefs are going to be the Chiefs. And it, as much as I really wanted to say that this was kind of more of a balanced game, it was more, more like just Mr. Chubb doing the job. Uh, Kareem Hunt was not uh, as visible as he was last year, uh, even in the playoff game. And the Chiefs are the Chiefs. I mean, if you don't, if you don't bite them in the jugular and put up a ton of points early, you know, as the game goes on, all they're going to do is just pick up steam, and that's exactly what had ended up happening. In this we game. all know once
1: that train gear rolling especially with airhead. That's it. That is it. Okay, they, so uh, they go,
4: muff
0: punt. Next thing you know, here they come. You ain't stopping it. All right, I um. I am not speaking on this next game because uh Oh yeah, you is. Oh yes, you all are. All I all I have to say is I have to quote that song again. <laughs> New Orleans 38, Green Bay 3. Obviously the game not in New Orleans, it was in Jacksonville. It and in uh, Jacksonville.
2: No, you know, you go, know what?
0: You go, know going what? into the game, Mr. Aaron Rodgers was 3 and 4 in the state of Florida. He's now currently 3. Shout and out to
1: Shout out to Allison who gave us that stat.
0: And, uh, Mr. Aaron Rodgers extremely had a bad day. So, um,
1: bear man. <laughs> um, how many interceptions did Aaron Rodgers throw?
3: Oh, oh, he had two, Mr. Playmaker, sir. Hmm. And, and, yeah,
1: who was who, the, who, the quarterback over for the new one the Saints? Who's the quarterback?
3: Oh, that would be Mr. Jameis Winston.
1: How many turnovers did he have?
3: None. He had five touchdowns.
1: Hold on, hold on. How many touchdown passes? The bad, bad man Aaron Rodgers have?
3: five.
1: So man man, Aaron,
3: zero.
1: Aaron Rodgers had zero and two picks. And you telling me James Winston had five touchdowns and zero picks?
2: Like I said, Sean Payton figured out the secret, man. Don't let Jameis Winston because all right, take away the one throw that we went fifty-five yards. The man only threw for ninety-three yards in the whole game. Other than that one touchdown that went for fifty-five. It, you keep him under ten yards a pot. You keep him from running the ball too much. He had 40 rushing yards.
0: That's the secret. But
1: but, but you know what? You know what? Is it's, it's, it's one game. But hey, hey, is that is that Mr. F- is that Mr. Jones there?
0: Yes, it is. Welcome back, Phil. <laughs> hey, what's up, you guys? Phil Jones.
3: I'm glad Bill
1: you Bill ain't Bill. here, Phil. Phil. Please, describe, please talk to the people about what happened with Aaron Rodgers in Jacksonville.
3: Oh,
4: man. Well, this is what happens when Mr. Rodgers hasn't been complying with everybody, but then again, everybody underestimated the Saints. Mm-hmm. Everybody has underestimated Jameis Winston. Everybody thinks he's some big laughing stock. But you know what? Jameis Winston has been one of the guys that has been trying to redeem himself. He's been putting his head in the playbook. He's been listening to everybody that's willing to help him. Jameis Winston, listen to the ball away sometimes.
3: has to the ball
0: away. Actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to credit Jameis for one thing. He got the corrective eye surgery that he needed so he could actually yep, see things.
4: I'm going to give him that one as well as yeah. actually threw the ball out of bounds when he needed to. And he actually ran the ball when he needed to. Yeah, wasn't
2: much at all. Yeah. I, this was a weird game, man. Green Bay giving up the ball as much as they did, going for it on fourth and whatever, every time they were in their own territory deep. I, there was a lot of silly decisions made, I think, by the coaching staff.
4: I had I was this there. weird feeling. I had this weird feeling Rodgers is trying to get back at them. Had just just this weird, crazy feeling. They, they were
0: like, he,
1: he,
0: he was on the side. like, "Hey, it is what it is, man." Um, there yeah, is an actual. Okay. It is what it is. Th- this, this, I'll pass on before we move to uh, Denver and uh, the Giants. Is this kind of like the, the revenge now to get the uh, the GM and the other guy fired? Is this kind of like a temper tantrum for Aaron Rodgers to
4: get him traded?
1: You know he only do. He's only on a one year deal. You know that, right?
4: Yeah, he he's trying to get out the door fast. He doesn't want to be there, and it showed. It it really did show. Sunday, it it was just like, damn. Um, I'm here, but yeah, I, really I messed, up. Up. Yeah, I messed <laughs>
1: up. Yeah, I messed up. I threw two picks. Oh, yeah, I threw a dumb ass pick. Oh well.
3: Yeah. You know, that being said, if he, the, the fact that he's unhappy, a lot of people are surprised he didn't just retire because didn't he, didn't he threaten to retire? They said that. He threatens a lot. Okay, yeah. It, well, th- 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 I guess that's why nobody takes it seriously. But, yeah, I mean, you know, Phil, you, you said it the best way possible. I mean, the dude's not happy. And, you know, and, and I guess he's, he's really extending his leverage. He's putting pressure. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to keep doing this until you
0: give me what I want. Yeah, what's the next game? We have Denver and the Giants up next. Uh, All right, tw- that's
1: this that's dumbass pick number three, and I said i was gonna take myself out of this one.
0: Denver 27. So that's what I'm doing. Denver twenty-seven, Giants thirteen. Pick <laughs> the Giants. Be- <laughs>
1: All right, I'm, gonna say, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, and I'm going to disappear for this. topic. Uh, um Daniel Jones. If your ass do not know how to hold on to the goddamn football, yes. you you think the Giants are gonna be mad? I New York about to get on you. Um, this is the the
0: nineteen hundred time your ass threw with the ball and you was only down ten points and you was gonna score and um, you was gonna score. I, I Phil, I know you watched this game, but can you not tell me that you knew this bad was going bad when you gave a rookie the ball on a jet sweep? When you're in field goal range, and then all of a sudden you have a 10 yard loss, and it takes you out of field goal range, it, it first off
4: because it messed up my pickems, and I had to pay close attention to that game as long. As it, same with the uh, Chiefs and Browns game, but I'm gonna just say that the Giants. This is why the Giants are not gonna make. They're not gonna make the playoffs this year. They're just not. Daniel Jones' experiment, that, that old experiment is about to really go down the drain. And... Yeah, they screwed the pooch.
3: They had this game. And well, You know what else is the problem in New York? You know what else is the problem in, in, with New, York? in New York? Jason Garrett. That, too.
4: I, I, I'm, I'm going to agree with you on that one. I'm so- speaking from experience. I mean... <laughs>
3: 10 years in Dallas. 10 years of waste of waste. And then he's going to the Giants and everybody thinks he's going to do a better job? No. Jason Garrett's not going to do a better job. Absolutely not.
4: Yeah. I just shake my head on it. I was just like, really? This this is what you guys supposed to be brand new and improved? You you have Saquon Barkley. You have all the... All this talent, and you still looking like trash.
3: I mean, on, on paper, the Giants look good. good. I let that get in my head. You, you can look great on paper, but whatever
4: you show me on the field is what I expect to get.
3: Mm-hmm. It's about the results. It's about basically. It's about it being in reality. I mean, on paper. I mean, who cares? On paper, it's people. When people say something on, it's on paper. It's a theory. I mean, we need real results. I mean, we can't go on theories. No, this is true.
2: Yeah, but the Giants have been riding high on theories for a while now, though. You know, they. Yeah, well, when was the last time they were honestly relevant? All right. you're yeah, not yeah, going
0: to make it. <laughs> Well, they were decently relevant before the entire team decided to take a boat ride in Florida and then, you know, just go up to uh, Green Bay and get their asses kicked. Yeah, that's probably true. All right. See, now this is where we're going to have a little bit of fun. Me and Jerry are going to have a little bit of fun because this is both our teams. Miami, New England, one point victory for the Dolphins up at the Razor in Foxborough. Jerry, I'll let you take the floor first on this one. Well,
2: this was obviously a game that was won by the better team overall. Our defense is strong; um, they, they played up to expectations. Like I said earlier, Mac Jones surprised me with how well he he threaded some stuff in there. He did had a great game, uh, but our defense is what saved us and what's going to be what's going to be our shining point all season long. As soon as our offense gets going a little better together, we're going to be unstoppable. Um, but you know, Xavier Howard, again, was right there in the mix, covering that final fumble to put the nail in the coffin for us. So he's he's keeping himself in the mix as uh, the strong defensive leader that he is. You know, um, I'm I'm really excited for what, what I saw from the Dolphins. Uh, other than us losing Raquan Davis for three weeks, the IR. Uh, it seems that we've got a, a, a little bit of depth, though, so we should be okay, man. Ricky, I'm, I'm I have really a question excited. for
1: you. Yes, I have a question for you. I'm going back in timeout. out. Oh. How pissed is Bill Belichick is that his team fumbled the ball twice, three times? Not once, not twice, but three times.
0: I'll be honest with you. I think it's not the fact of the turnovers that's going to be the biggest concern because you knew, you knew and, and I even knew it myself. Miami's defense was going to carry them the majority of the game. Actually, you they fumbled four times. But you agree on that, Jerry, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's going to
2: be the major part. The defense, our defense is going to be top three this season. I have no problem arguing with anybody about that, and uh, that's going to be our shining light, man.
0: I hate to say it, but for the two least penalized teams in the NFL, there are a lot of penalties in this game. <laughs> those, those penalties will drive any coach bananas, Okay. Yes, the two the two the two fumbles by uh by Harris and the uh and, and Stevenson, yeah, those are key because they were both in within the thirty yard line, I believe, on scoring drives. Yep. But overall, I, I'm gonna tell you, I was actually happy with the way both teams played in this game. And uh like you said before, like Mac Jones was throwing the ball in spots. Not a lot of quarterbacks are going to fit those balls in. No. And uh, I will say there were some some decisions that I don't believe were made good on both sides. But I think overall, it was probably one of the better games this weekend.
2: Yeah, man, it was a nail-biter from start to end. You know, we drove down the field, held you guys off, and then you all made a comeback. But it, it, our defense was there, and cornerbacks uh, were covering good. Uh, even our safeties came out strong, and we're we're catching stuff. Uh, Mac Jones had his uh over the middle think and dunk going on. But even when he was throwing those, there was somebody on his back. You know, there was somebody on the receiver, the tight end's back. There was somebody right there to try to break it up. And he was just putting it in spots, man. He was putting it where only the the, the, the receivers could catch it, which was which was great. But I was real excited by what I saw from our defense being that that covered and and having that much coverage and strong. And uh Tua left a little bit to be. I saw some good stuff from him where he wasn't making mistakes, but then threw it all away in that that interception he threw when he tried to just air it out to the sideline to get away from something and ended up getting it uh, bounced around and intercepted there. Almost cost us the game.
0: Okay, so now we're going to move on to the 8-20 game. We got the uh, Bears going all the way out to L.A. for the Rams. I know Darnell's going to rant and rave on this one, so go ahead, D.
1: All right, I'm coming out of time I feel for you. Don't know the reason why I went in timeout because I've had three dumbass picks this week: Giants, Falcons, and the Jaguars. So I had to put myself in timeout.
0: Phil, yell at him. Phil, get him. Phil. <laughs> I'm just gonna shake my head on you.
1: Yeah, I had three dumb dumbass picks this week. Listen, hey, I can admit it. I had three dumbass picks. That's why I put myself in timeout. That was
4: I
2: don't know what the hell I was doing. <laughs>
1: Sunday night football, SoFi Stadium, home of this year's Super Bowl, the Chicago Bears with Andy Dalton and Justin Fields coming in town to take on the Matthew Stafford and little Rams. And you know, if y'all heard the show on Friday, I went flapping off. Bear Man and Ricky can attest to it, Mm-hmm. because some people was getting on my nerves like y'all actually really think the bears is going to upset the Rams? like in
0: what world are yes. we looking at I, I will say this this was one of the times that i put the headphones down and walked away from the actual broadcast <laughs> he was probably laughing that's why because i usually don't go off on flashback fridays but yeah because usually out. he disappears when i go out on my rants, so
1: now i'm gonna start with the best first because you can get some credit
4: and he don't, did not play
1: bad he did what was after him he controlled the game he let david Montgomery run up, up all the down on my rails defense which we will get fixed in time because we don't normally give up 100 yard versus david gum david my got him a 100 yard game Justin Phil play this spot got him a touchdown. Congratulations on your first NFL touchdown, Justin Fields. There'll be more to come. We all know it. We're not gonna we not gonna be blind to it. It just it's just a matter of when, not if.
4: <laughs> they they
1: they try to play their game plan. But uh who's the quarterback for the Rams again?
0: Uh Matt Stafford.
1: Um, what did he do to Chicago's defense?
0: Enough. <laughs> Did y'all see
1: and, um, the bomb he threw to Ben Jefferson? I saw it. Oh, by the way, them, and, two, them, them, two, in, them two in the secondaries, uh, this is not college football. This is the professional football.
0: Again, but you're – but, and this is the emphasis, and I'm pretty sure our panel will agree. Matt Stafford has never been a bad quarterback. <laughs> He's just never had any true weapons around him to succeed. He's not had an offensive line to do that. Well, did he throw a bomb to Cooper Cup, too? And
1: what a place called by Shami. Hey, I would have never thought he would address something like that. Hearing and Matthew Stafford throws the safety. Could we cut his
4: yeah. Hey, Another touchdown? Real quick, I didn't get to catch the whole entire game. Hey, did they get my boy Jake Funk out there?
1: No. He didn't see What? That. No. It, it was most of the Darren Henderson show. Sean and Michelle got about Three, about three, four snaps. It was, it was about about there. He don't know the life.
0: playbook yet. That's why he's not doing anything. Not
4: there. Y'all it need was pretty to much Jake Matthew Funk Stafford getting you. off. it was pretty that much, much Stafford getting off. Get my homeboy Jake Funk out there.
1: All right. They'll recommend that. They'll recommend that. But you know, it was the first game of the season. All uh, right, yeah. Yeah, Khalil Mack on one side, and you don't know what Matt Nagle gonna do with Fields and Andy Dalton. And we we know Matthew Stafford know about the Bears very much because he came from that damn division. Even when he was with that bad Detroit line, he was still beating them on Chicago. They let him loose and he went off. Jerry, go ahead.
2: Oh man, Stafford did the damn thing. He's never been a bad quarterback, but to say he never had weapons in Detroit is a little bit of a stretch. Um, uh, You know, it's freaking A, but Chicago just didn't look good. Andy Dalton, the Red Rocket is not the answer. And, uh, I honestly thought when I saw Fields come in, I was like, okay, so Nagy did what he said he's going to do and start Dalton. And then three plays in, they put Fields in, and I figured Fields was going to finish up the game right there, just so he could say that he was telling the truth the whole time, you know. But he pulled him out and didn't leave him in. I, I, I don't see Chicago doing anything with him in the, in the in the mix. I, so for the Rams to win, it was a great win for him and a, a, a great building for Stafford over there with with the weapons they got, but.
0: All right, and Ricky. Yeah, I did say I'm gonna have a bone pick with you, right? You can pick as many bones as you want, but we're on a time restraint, so make it quick.
1: So uh, <laughs> the line of eight, oh, the line of eight points is not a good line, right?
0: Again, I say this all the time: the first three weeks of the season, don't trust anyone. Which comes to our Monday night game, which is. The Baltimore Ravens flying out to this lovely city called Vegas. The black hole in Vegas visiting the Vegas Raiders. Vegas 33, Baltimore 27 in overtime.
1: And for ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know, my man Phil Jones here covers the Las Vegas Raiders. He was at the game on last night. So the floor... Is yours, Mr. Jones.
4: Uh, sir, I'm just gonna say first half, I wanted to strangle Derek Carr. The I say within that first opening drive. Henry Ruggs is wide open, uncovered. I mean, like, he could have walked in for six. I'm like, you know what? All right, I'm a little pissed. The Mariota breaks off that 31 yard run like it's nothing, and then we end up going three and out because somebody's BS and it started looking like that again it's like like a weird repeated cycle with the offense in the first half and once again car missed waller not once but twice but that defense that raider defense is so much better than what they had the last three years. Last night's game showed me they are 10 times better than what they were in the last three years. I'm not saying that they're like a number, a top five, top 10 defense. I'm saying that they are, there's better communication, they're in sync, and they can only get better as the season goes on. But looking How, how much them, is
1: that you would contribute to K.J. Wright being there?
4: K.J. Wright it's a help. You can kind of see that he was a little rusty. But him being there and being in that uh, rotation, that's going to be a big help for this Raider defense. It really is. And Yannick and Max Crosby, oh, my God. They gave Lamar Jackson – His night was hell. I don't care what anybody says. The only reason why Baltimore was able to get up towards the red zone those handful of times was because your defense is getting worn out and because your offense is not executed. Raiders decided to get it together with the offense in the second half, and as always, they're going to make it dramatic. We go to overtime. Now, in my opinion, looking at that first call while I was at the game, Brian, uh, Brian Edwards should have had that touchdown. That should have been game over and overtime. But the dramatic field with Derek Carr throwing it up to Zay Jones, magnificent. Just magnificent. And I'm just going to also say this. Uh, having Kenyon Drake is going to be a real big help for the Raiders.
0: Well, Jacobs is currently uh, having a, a foot issue, right? Yeah, um, he having that foot issue. Uh,
4: it it's a possibility he could be out. Coming up to Pittsburgh, all depends on how things go this week. Um, we lost our right guard. Uh, we lost Denzel Good, but we have. Um, your guy, uh Lumineer.
0: Yeah. How how was he with uh the Patriots? He was fairly decent. He wasn't a starter. I know he was there majority of the year last year with the uh the global bastard running around. Uh he was at uh right tackle, I think it was. Right tackle or guard. You think he's better inside than out? Probably. Okay. I would say, okay. that, and the only reason why I'd say that is is because you'd probably be able to use, the, use him to double team on the front four. Okay. I mean, he's, because- a big, he's a big body. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think one-on-ones he's going to be able to withstand anything on the outside. Because I noticed mm-hmm. when they had him inside, the pressure stopped.
4: The pressure that was coming originally from the inside, it had slowed down completely when he came out there. So hey, if he can hold it down like that, and then hopefully we have uh Richie Incognito ready to go next week, I think we can have some good breathing. You know, O line could be a little calm. And
1: I mean, you got TJ and Melvin Ingram coming for you now. Nah. Along like, with Casey Hayward.
4: They're gonna have um Foster Moreau on that side, wherever TJ Watt is, they're probably going to motion him on that side and make sure that he's not going to get out there and wreck havoc like always. Well, so, you know, we should be all right. I looked at that Steelers game, and I was just
0: like, Buffalo allowed them to get back in that game. Well, for me, for looking at that game last night It brings up the interesting question Which we can uh, kind of Speak on before we get to Monday Night Football And then wrap this baby up Lamar Jackson had a uh, Little bit of a big mouth coming into this game Defenses can't figure me out And I doubt that they ever will
4: <laughs> can, can, can I
0: stop you right there? Let me just uh, throw, throw the rest of this thing in there Hit it, brother, hit it <laughs> Uh, After seeing what I saw last night, and obviously now we have the the results of him fumbling the ball not once, but twice, and the second one being the one that gives the Raiders the game-winning drive in overtime, can we probably say that Lamar Jackson has stuck his foot in his mouth? Yes. Come to think about it,
4: Lamar Jackson had already been figured out. See, and this is why he, because he runs his mouth so much, it's gonna keep him from winning a Super Bowl. This man forgot his rookie year. Guess who figured him out during that playoff game? Anybody? Anybody know who figured him out in that playoff game? Oh,
1: you, oh, you, you, you talking about you talking about that damn team that got their ass whipped by Arizona? Yeah, I know.
4: No, 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 I'm talking about... Kansas City. Lamar Jackson, his rookie year, and he got beat up His uh, in that playoff game. Can you guys tell me who figured him out?
0: Uh, Kansas City Chiefs. No. No?
4: Gus Bradley, when he had control of the Chargers defense. Oh,
0: that's right.
1: Oh yeah, that's when he played all them. Damn. Oh yeah, that's right. He played he played all them damn DBs and, and yeah. nobody doesn't want to get off and then his dumbass wanted to do the same strategy against Tom Brady.
4: Oh, see, he learned from his mistake on that one. I'm, thank God. But um he basically if you if you go back and look at last night, he kind of used some of the same strategies against uh Baltimore last night, but because we have speed at the linebacking uh, position. Oh, hold on.
0: <laughs> Is that me? Um, it's somebody. I know that. It's all right. Go ahead, Phil. Oh, <laughs> <Is it? laughs> headphones, probably.
4: Hmm. Oh, let me go and knock it out then so since we have speed at the linebacking position he didn't really have to do all the dbs like he did when he had the chargers chargers didn't really have the speed at the linebacking position but you had kj Wright, you have cory littleton and yo denzel perryman this man look like a whole new different player Last night, I haven't seen that Denzel Perryman since Miami. So, if he can continue that and these guys can continue and maintain staying oh. healthy, the sky's the limit for the Raiders. Am I gonna was... take the whole division? No,
1: I'll say this I, I shout out to Matt's cars because I know. At times, they got to be frustrating because you like, God damn, I cannot catch this man. <laughs> you trying so hard, that's the catch Lamar does and you can't catch him. It's like, so if I keep going, I'm gonna get him one day. Yeah. I'm gonna get him. I'm gonna get him. They finally got to him. I'm like, yeah. Good boy. I'm like, damn, that dude is just. When it's time to go, he gone.
4: <laughs> so I was looking at Max Crosby. He changed his running style. See. Back in last year and the year before, his arms used to run like, wow, his arms would just be flailing all over the place. This, what, last night, arms stayed in tight. This man was running properly, and
0: he he got it done. Homie got it done. All right, Phil, you going to stay on for the the, uh, the Thursday night pick? Yeah. All righty. Thursday night football. Okay, that's got the wrong graphic on it. And I could have swore I put the right one up. Hold on, give me one second. Okay, that's better. All right. New York Giants travel down to the nation's capital for the Washington football team. Uh, The current line on the game is Washington minus 341 under over. Hmm. Who would like to go first?
3: May I? Sure. Well, I would have to put the Washington football team honestly has to be the favorite because, you know, number one is the defense. Now, everybody's already – some people are already starting to be convinced that the Washington defense is now starting to falter because Justin Herbert did have a lot of yards on but no, 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 no. It, now, if Washington's defense struggles against New York, that's where we can start looking into it, but still, I wouldn't hit panic mode yet. But with Tyler Heineke, you know, the fact that he knows he's going to be starting, he's going to have a hell of a week of practice, and he's going in there mentally focused, you know, more focused than ever, motivated. And Tyler Heineke is a good quarterback, so I think that Tyler Heineke is going to have a good game. But it's also, you know, the wide receiver core, the running game for Washington, we have to keep an eye on that. And as Darnell always like to say, as far as Daniel Jones goes, we should ask ourselves, can the man hold on to the damn ball? But number one, too, is you know we're going to see that questionable play calling by none other than Jason Garrett. I mean, we saw that here in Dallas so for so many fucking years. Sorry for the language, but you know there's that frustration. So the fact that Garrett has all these weapons, I mean, there's three big receivers for the Giants. Okay, so the Giants' offense has talent, but when there's that controversial you know play style from that one, I'm not convinced. So that's why Washington is going to have all these opportunities, and they're not going to miss any of them. So give me the Washington football team, guys. Phil, you know, besides
4: Washington fans getting shitted on, literally you get shitted on with that first uh, piping. St- I'm telling you, that was the highlight of the game. <laughs> oh my god! I was like, every all the madness happens when I'm gone in Vegas. But um, you know, looking at Heineke. He he can be good, but the thing of it is, they have film on him now. If you go back and look at that Tampa Bay game, nobody had any sort of film on Tyler uh, Heineke. Now the Giants have film on him. The Giants could make his life a living hell. The Giants could play smart, and I, to be honest, I'd run a, a I'd run a scripted offense for. Daniel Jones for the first couple of series, and if you're executing your scoring out of it, let it be that. I, I think that Washington's defense is solid, and I'm not taking a blind eye on them. But the thing of it is, if Heineke's struggling, like I said, going back to the Raiders and um, Ravens game. If your offense is not producing and you're putting everything on your defense, it's so much they can do. So, that being said, I'm going to give the upset Giants over Washington, I say, by three.
0: Playmaker.
1: You know, I hate this game, right? Yes, you do. You know, I really hate this game, right? Uh mm-hmm.
2: huh.
1: Who was the quarterback the Washington football team lost to last week?
0: Justin, uh, Justin Herbert. Herbert.
1: Who's the quarterback they're playing against this week? Dale Jones. What's the distance between them two?
0: A lot. <laughs> Thank A you. Lot. Man. <laughs>
3: Well, as far as I know, Justin Herbert can hold on to the ball better, right?
0: <laughs> He's percolating over there. <laughs> We're going from
1: <laughs> Von Miller, Bradley Chubb, which I don't even think they had a good game in that game, by the way. Because
4: I really heard their name called. In right fact, Bradley Chubb didn't play that game. He didn't. Mm. Nah, you no, know, he got arrested.
1: So we're going from them two to now, Chase Young, and I'm pretty sure Chase Young is pissed because he couldn't get to Justin Herbert. And y'all, and y'all gonna serve Daniel Jones on a silver platter for him on a silver platter for him. And you know what's gonna happen? You know, you see what's gonna happen because they they don't they don't wanna run Saquon on Brackley too much because he just comes back off a ACL injury. Well he had only ten carries. Uh, yeah. well, only, only only ten carries? This is Saquon Brackley we're talking about here. How do you stop how do you stop a pass rush?
0: Play action. Mm-hmm. We run the football. Yep. <laughs> run the
1: football leads to what, Ricky? Your play action. Mm. I'm going to put it to you like this. I don't care if it's Tyler Haneke. I don't care if it's Brian Fitzpatrick with his bad hip. I don't give a damn if it's Cam Newton. I don't give a damn if it's Deshaun Watson. That's the Washington football team. Don't put the beat down. On the damn Giants Thursday night. Oh, Washington in trouble. Washington in trouble for the season. They in trouble for the season. They in trouble for, the season. In trouble for the season. All you gotta do is say Daniel Jones. He gonna call the damn ball up. Oh, Chase Young can do that by himself. You don't need Montez with to help out. As soon as Chase Young get to Daniel Jones, that ball's coming out. Giants is not winning this game. Give me the Washington football team.
0: So um, after uh, week one, I kind of find this a little eye-opening. The Washington football team is the second-ranked defense in the NFL, even though they lost by four points to the Chargers. That's pretty eye-opening. Again, it's only week one. I shouldn't really be trusting these numbers. But even though you lose a game and you are the second-ranked defense overall in the NFL, that is kind of eye-opening. Uh, I'm going Washington, and I'm going to go with Washington giving the points, even though I know I'm not really believing that because it's only a three-point spread. And i uh, mm, going over. I think that, that's definitely probably the best bet to go. I think they're both going to score more than 41 points. I'll be honest. It's going to be like one of those 22-17 type games. Field goal kickers are going to be the uh, predominant players in this. Alrighty. So that's it for tonight's show on the uh, 14th of September. Thanks to Jerry, who had to uh, probably uh, jump off. Phil, it's been an honor and pleasure having you back on again. Good to hear from you, Phil. It's good to hear from you, brother. Good to hear oh, from you guys. <laughs> well, it's, it's our
1: Raiders correspondent, so you'll be hearing from Phil.
0: Any final comments, everybody? Let's
1: start with Phil first because y'all got a big game coming up Sunday.
4: Um, if I can have uh Josh Jacobs ready for Sunday. <laughs> I think I'm gonna be satisfied, but I would like to see Derek Carr open his eyes and look for his wide open targets. So if that happens, that game could go the greatest way. If not, they could be looking at going one and one. Tell them
1: tell them where they can find you at.
4: Oh yo, y'all can find me at Phil Jones NFL on Twitter, same with Instagram. Um if you're on Facebook, Phil Jones one and only. And always The Unfiltered Truth, uh you can get that on YouTube, uh Spotify, and I have a show coming up tomorrow evening with my co-host Phil Robinson the 3rd and we'll recap over Monday night's game and we'll talk about Sunday Versus
0: the Steelers.
3: Man. Well, ladies and gentlemen, you can find me on Twitter, at Bearman of Texas, but just TX, no need to spell it out. Find me on Twitter. You can subscribe to my three shows. If you need the links, you can DM me because the DM box is open. Ladies and gentlemen, I am always active. My shows are building. Please, please, please hit like and subscribe. Your loyalty and your support is greatly appreciated.
0: Playmaker.
1: All right. Thursday. Ramley talk. Recap Sunday night football. Tuesday for the new look Rams. We got our fans. Our fan player of the week will be announced on there, which is a nice twist I added to the show. Where the fans vote for the player of the week of the game. When the Rams win the game. We're going to look forward to getting out the Carson Wentz. And them goats. That should be fun. And you know. Y'all going to hear from me again for those of you who are watching. Y'all going to hear me again on Friday, Flashback Friday with my man Ricky and then Saturday for Saturday's show, of
0: Arch Rivals. Pipe Bomb Radio is on tomorrow at 4:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, then Paint Train Pipe Bomb on Thursday night at 7:30, both of those Eastern Standard Time. <coughs> flashback Fridays at 4 p.m. and Arch Rivals will be back on the air at 4:30 p.m. Saturday. We will have a nice lovely little panel planned. I've already been getting messages. But till then, we will catch you guys later and hope everybody enjoys Thursday night football.
4: Deuces.
0: Take care. Hey, did you like that show? Like, share, follow, subscribe. Share out our shows to all of your social media. Need merchandise? Check out paintrainpybomb.threadless.com. For quality merchandise at great prices. Tune in next time for another edition of Arch Rivals Football. And we'll catch you on the flip side.